Hello? Hello. How are you? It's me here. Is it you there? It is definitely me. How are you going, Holly Brown? I'm quite panicky, but I like that energy. What about yourself, Ashley? Can you advise? I always feel a bit panicky before this. Why? That energy helps me. See if I came in here and I was relaxed and that. Uh, See, to be honest, it's the fear of you. Like the idea well, that you should I have to me. take my head take my headphones off and step into the hall, and you may bother me. So that fear, yeah, it's healthy fear. Keeps it's me good. going. Yeah. Um, but uh, for anybody listening, hello, welcome, another episode of Sunday Brunch with Miss Audrey Clyde. We're going to read the Sheffy Sunday papers to you, so you don't have to spend twenty pounds on them and two hours reading them because we've just done that. Um, and we usually start on more Sunday brunch with me reading from the Sunday Times style magazine, what's hot and what's not, so you don't embarrass yourself when you're going to have conversations this week. So, what is hot this week is elite bed hair. Molly Goddard has apparently legitimised the lockdown aesthetic, so you're allowed to have big, messy, fucked up hair. So, embrace that. You're allowed to have bed hair. That's fine. The 0.3x speed glow up. The exact speed of slow-mo to get the most flattering version of yourself apparently channel the inner Mariah. So put your phone on 0.3x speed. And that's the type of slow-mo that's going to be good for you. All right. And when you're walking in a movie or something. Um, Kevin from the American office. uh, The top earning star on Celeb Shout-Out app Cameo, apparently. I did not know that. Um, at Black and Gay back in the day. Follow that for fabulous feel good nostalgia. It's got like a picture of a man here, like wee, wee shorts on, wee bike and stuff. Just like nice fashion, wee pictures and stuff. So that's at Black and Gay back in the day as a hot thing this week. Cooling down, okay, boomer workwear. Burn the opaque tights. Your Gen Z colleagues are going for three piece suits. See suits.u.london apparently. So we're not supposed to be wearing the. Uh, I'm not taking any attention to that. Like, I'm going to be wearing leggings and comfy stuff that they can suck a dick on that one. Bougie bouquets. It's all about the homemade bouquet now. The, lo- the new lockdown side of Hustle is growing your own cutting garden. Well, what we've actually done this week is William Brown has made me a bouquet of Lego flowers. So that's what I'm saying is hot this week. And this is a real thing. Earbags as an ear that's on your head. An earbag right. is a handbag with ears on it. It's from a band called Schiaparelli, S-C-H-I-A-P-A-R-E-L-L-I, and it's a fucking clutch with ears on it, and they've got earrings and stuff on it, so if you want a real weird handbag, you can get one with ears on it. Um, Open Plan Harmony, purchases of room dividers, aka peacekeeping screens, are on the rise, who can blame us? So that's just going to be if you've got a wee small house or or flat or similar, and somebody's got on your tits, but... I wouldn't mind getting someone else to like divide myself into a wee private space because even in the bathroom sometimes I don't get the space. People are on the outside shouting at me or like last night, Ayla Patricia was out screaming, oh, I'm taking too long, do I feel no well? So, a seven-year-old asked, did I, did I need a hand clean my bum last night? That's what happened. So, you know who I was talking about last night that I heard um, a cool name for a house jacket and um, was a gaff cape? Mm-hmm. There's a, a name for it in here that's apparently cool. It's called a drobe. That's a dressing robe coat. And you're going to see people wearing them outdoors. And like to be honest, I would really be able to get one of these. It's like sort of terry cloth. Um, it, it just looks like a house jacket, but it's sort of more structured on the shoulder. And it's got pockets and stuff. And that's what you're going to be able to be wearing as your coat. as a fashionable thing for, I guess, like the spring, summer or something. 
So if I see one of them, I'm fully getting myself a job, but I'm going to call it a gaff cape. I do like that. That sounds good. Like that. But that's I what's think that... and what's not. Okay. Is it ga- hot in your mind this week? Is it that you're enjoying? or? Oh, I I was watching Falcon the Winter Soldier and I watched Invincible, so there were a good couple of geek things that came out on Friday, and for nostalgia, there were a new series of The Mighty Ducks now. Mm-hmm. Which the mighty ducks don't, you the have a, don't you have a special announcement for our followers? Are you going to have a special show coming for them? I'm going to be dealing with my friend Christopher James Aikman later on today and talking about geek stuff. That is a voice we'll... that we definitely want recorded. You'll enjoy that one. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, let's talk about Glasgow Uni on that. Yeah. Can I, t- can, I, can I talk about something that's annoying me? All right. I'm getting annoyed by everybody going on and on and on about the fucking hairdressers. If you're so annoyed by your hair, go to Tesco, buy a pair of scissors and a hair dye, colour it and cut it. Like, it's not going to look good, but it'll probably look better than what you've got going on just now. Stop being obsessed about the hairdressers opening. But, like, it just, like, I understand that he's excited, but he's just going on and on at such a rate about it, and I'm sick of listening to it. Do what I did. I had a mohawk that I couldn't deal with. And I just yeah, went bald. I just yeah, I just went Sinead. Nothing compares to my scalp. It's great. That's bad, ain't it? That's bad, eh? Yeah. Um we'll get into news now though, because I've, I've been rambling a good amount. Um yeah. you wanna kick us off or do you want me to go? Um I can talk about Boris if you want. Boris had an affair. Well, that's probably the big story today, so you go for that. Boris had an affair. Tell us the tea, Willie Brown. Let me spill the tea. Boris had an affair back in between 2012 and 2006 with Jennifer Akuri, an American, an American businesswoman that they met around about 2012 and they had a steamy affair and sent each other nuds and stuff. Then it just goes on and goes on about terrible things about him, loss in socks, her enjoying his brains. Uh, one of my favourite quotes, it says that after she sent him a raunchy photo, he said that that picture is so raunchy, enough to make a bishop kick a hole in a stained glass window. What the fuck? So, one thing is kind of after my own heart with it, right? That I think I mentioned to you earlier, on the first day after he biked there, came in Swecky with his helmet in a fancy hotel. He was like, I'll get the drinks. Then he came back up to the table and went, oh, I need £3.10. I've, I've oh, not got enough. That's piss poor. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, that's, see, the thing is, I'm an arsehole, and that's the sort of shit that I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not the mayor of London. Or like, no prime minister. No prime minister. That's bad. That's real bad. So the story goes on like that. I could go into more details about, like, if you want me to keep going, about how he's charismatic and how she says that he's not a good leader because He's not charismatic, courageous, or brave. But is there like, any like, actual juicy gossip? Does she say if he's a good shag or like, if he likes any freaky stuff or whatever? Not at all. Yeah, no. He is a mincing potatoes man. She's probably saving that for the book that she's inevitably going to write. Oh, she's, she's writing that book. Yeah, um, she is. But the thing that it goes on to is her going on about the shit that he got up to while he was doing that. Like, who, like the people he met called mm-hmm. like Hillary Clinton... He's telling her that Hillary Clinton is like a sadistic nurse in a mental hospital and she doesn't represent... Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. 
oh, she's just all round purse-lipped politic, political correctness and just wasn't right about all this sort of shit. Then this this goes on for six pages. Look, goes on to all the affairs that he had before. If you want me to bring up those ladies, but this lady came out. To, she's the same age as me, so that's the kind of funny thing. And also the the term she uses, she sent him arty pictures of her boobs. Are you sure? Ar- arty nudes. Arty nudes. I sure she did. Am I, do you know what is meant by an arty nude? Like, do you do you understand what what that means? It's, it's black and white, isn't it? It's black and white, and also it means it's a heavy set lady that doesn't have very good boobs. So what they're doing is like they're hiding them, so you see the shape and the angle of them, but not. That not that I'm saying they're bad. Sounds like the voice of experience groups. that you're telling us, really Brown. It it might be the voice of experience, and I have seen very arty and very beautiful photos, and we mm-hmm. won't mention names, but it's just the way things are done. You know your own angles and that, and that's what is meant by arty. Is, do you remember what was referred to back in the day as a MySpace angle when you're taking yeah. a photo? That's all it needs said about that. They were also saying just hours before the princess and like opening of the opening of the the Paralympics, they were at her house having a, a randy old time. He actually lost a sock, and she had to boil her socks. Princess no, uh, Jennifer's Jennifer socks. socks. Just before they went to the Paralympics to open it, they had their first romp, and uh, then every time they they had they had fo- had romps. He I hate that word, but they're using it. They use the word Randy and stuff in this fucking right wing bastards. That he he keeps going. This is my city, and I can do anything here. Oh, he gave God. a keynote at her. Our, our keynote at our, at her company. So, would you like me to go on? Like, I can no, keep I think going that's all. Um, I'll move on to now. One of our prime ministers that looks like he could probably have had an affair on his wife, uh, John Major. He's come out and wrote a column um, saying that Scotland is perfectly capable of self-government and has a right to seek independence. Um, he wrote this in the Financial Times. Um, uh, said that it was an error um, suggesting that a hardline approach is more likely to provoke a breakup than prevent it like referring to the way Boris Johnson's handling this he said quote Scotland cannot be kept forever in an arrangement if her people wish to end it to save the union Scots must be persuaded by hard facts that it is in their best interest to do so Prime Minister Boris Johnson probably has a legal right to refuse a sanction a second independence referendum but he should be wary of how he uses that power so John Major's um, I guess being supportive I don't know on that note, when you said that he could have had an affair, he actually had an affair with Iduna Curry. Also, he did. I remember that. Um, probably the other biggest story that's going on just now, these are it's like listening to this Alaba party, the new Alex Salmon's one that's going on. There's defections all over the place. We've just heard that Neil Harvey um, during Westminster is going to be going with him, as well as that Kenny McCaskill's away. He's going to stand in Lothian. Um, he he was the he was the first one that sort of defected and said he would be the first representative at Westminster. Um, Chris McElhaney has left the SNP to join them to the SNP's great relief, apparently. And former Air MP Corey Wilson has defected to the new party. Um, and Salmond is going to be standing on the ticket for the North East region in the election in May. 
Um, speaking on the campaign trail yesterday, Nicola Sturgeon says, I take no pleasure whatsoever in saying this, but I think there's a significant question about the appropriateness of his return to public office, given the concerns that have been raised about his behaviour previously, but that's for voters to judge and decide. This is an election. We live in a democracy. For my part in this campaign, I'm focused on the interests of the country. And when she was asked about Salmon's vision of securing a supermajority, she said, I know I like Salmon very well. He makes up big claims which don't often stand up to scrutiny. Um, she said her predecessor changed his mind on how to secure independence due to self-interest and, dare I see, say it, ego. Alex Salmond is a gambler, she said. It is what he enjoys doing, but this is not the time to gamble with the future of the country. Nicola's raging. I've also got that, but they, they drew a beautiful photo of him throwing a dice. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. This... I've got another weird one as well. That you're going to think I fully made it up. Um, but apparently there is Chinese spies at Scottish universities. Really? What, what uh, universities? Uh, well, they say, well, this fella, right? This fella, his name is Chen Yonglin. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but Chen Yonglin. Um, he was the first secretary at the Chinese consulate in Sydney Australia, before he defected to Australia in 2005. Um, he became a whistleblower um, about things in China. And he says, um, according to him, Every university has got what's called a Chinese Students and Scholars Association, the CSSA. They're based at universities in Scotland and try to control the international students on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. He said every university has a CSSA. They were installed by the Chinese consulates and embassies and they want to control students. They want to give them some favour, some small favour, and ask them to register in the Student Associations Act knowing they have the consulate protection. Um, the Chinese Communist Party wants to control the students if they mix with the locals too much and if these students accept the Western way of democracy. If these students return to China, the society might be changed. There's a huge number of students who study in the UK, so that's why Chinese government spends a lot of money in continuing spirit, spiritual control over the students. And each CSSA apparently promotes social events for Chinese students and scholars studying or working at British universities um, and uh, sort of educational bodies. Glasgow University, Heriot Watt, Edinburgh University, Strathclyde and Edinburgh all have Confucius Institutes, which are these sort of things. They say they provide free textbooks, learning and language textbooks published by the Chinese government, all free, and they give to every Confucius Institute into Chinese language schools. They, of course, have to follow the rules of the CCP or there's nothing free. They shouldn't talk about any politically insensitive topics in the class and there are some propaganda in the textbooks. They need to publicly praise the CCP. That's mental. So just communism then, just Aye. making sure you know where you're from. Yep, I get that. Um, so and that thing as well is, is sort of relevant. You know, news has been like it's even in the big national papers and stuff. The body of a man was found in a, near the RAH Royal Alexandra Hospital in Paisley around seven twenty in the morning last Wednesday. Officers are now appeal, appealing for witnesses who may have seen the twenty six year olds from Neilston in the hours before. As part of the inquiries carried out by Police Scotland's major investigation team, it is believed his name is Stephen Quigley, and um, believed he may have been around Burrock Square in Barhead on Tuesday. He may also have travelled from there about 5pm um, to the hospital in a blue Ford Focus. He's got an uh, average height, slim build, short dark hair, and at the time of his death he's wearing a blue hooded top, black tracksuit bottoms and trainers. And they also say a 26-year-old man was seriously injured in an assault at the address around 2am on Wednesday. Um, if you so, if you've seen the focus or dash cam or any sort of stuff like that, you have to get in touch with the pigs. Uh, we've got that. We've got a comment there. But first question um, to you: Do you think he was found by a dog walker? Probably up in that area. I remember my mum used to work up there. That was the first place she got a job, and she got like qualified for a nursing degree. In that and um, 
whenever we drop it off, you'll always see dog walkers not over there. Because it's actually quite nice sort of area the RH is in. Is that the one that we went uh, to your auntie in? Ah, it's where we be when Lila was born. Alright, let's play this comment. I go for it. And it's Freddy. It's not the true ideology of communism, though. that's authoritarian communism, and it's not really communism in China anyway, because they use capitalism within their cities, they've got a real weird system, but uh, socialism is the process to communism, and fascism is the decay of capitalism, so people brand it about, the word communism, it's a big scare thing, people don't really understand the ideology itself or what it's truly meant, but uh, you always get these authoritarian dictators that start taking control of it, and uh, it ends up like your Joseph Stalins, your Chairman Mao's, your fucking Pol Pot's, and it goes right from a different place where where it came from in the first place. People take advantage of situations that happen. Yeah. I fucking love it. I love when Freddie comes in and he, he drops some knowledge like that. <laughs> it, it's just, he's a clever boy. It, it's like sometimes he's arguing about some things, then he just hits us with knowledge and it's shocking and it's amazing. Thank you. Like My idea of communism or knowledge of communism comes from listening to Rage Against the Machine. And yeah. that's kind of where it ends, like I don't really have a it seems like it would work it seems like a good idea but not really Yeah, you know what I mean um, I'm going to moan about David Cameron now, the Sunday Times, we've got him splashed over the front cover, we kind of touched on this on Wednesday a bit about him being a scumbag and you know hassling the treasury for a line of money um, a scandal hit banker enriched himself through government back loans scheme he designed after David Cameron gave um, the who was then the Prime Minister gave privileged access to a number of eleven Whitehall departments and agencies. Lex Greensill, an Australian financier, later hired Cameron as an advisor at his financial services company with share options worth tens of millions of pounds, whose collapse now threatens fifty thousand jobs. During Cameron's time as Prime Minister, Greensill received a security pass and a team of civil servants so he could promote a financial product he specialised in across Whitehall, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, Cameron signed off a multi-billion pound loan scheme in 2012 for NHS-linked pharmacies, even though an official report rejected Greensill's proposals. One of the civil service authors claimed the report was stripped of critical conclusions and handed to the PM, bypassing a minister. So... uh, is going to be an inquiry into this for sure. Greensill's previously undisclosed meetings with 11 departments or agencies also included a pitch um, to fund the upgrade of British, Britain's biggest motorway, including the M62, M4 and M5. It had several meetings with defence officials in which he suggested financing Britain's fleet of Typhoon fighter jets and Voyager refuelling planes. So like, there's a whole bunch of stuff. He had, he's, he's handed a whole bunch of pies. Um, and I'm going to touch on something in a wee bit as well because it's right. a Greensill-related story. Um in which there was um, that he's actually getting mere bailout money because that Greens Hill company went bankrupt. The government's having to bail them out with taxpayer taxpayer money. So I'll go into that a wee bit. Um, We've got two comments, but first I, of, why would you trust a guy called Dodgy Dave? Well, his name's not officially Dodgy fucking Dave. But first, first thing I think I was like, they call him Dodgy Dave. Just fucking stay away from him. Right. Like, go, go in there for messages. You've hit the nail on the head there. It sounds great, but it's inherently flawed. And it's the reason why it's never, ever, ever successfully taken hold and it never, ever will. I believe that's a bit communism. But on communism, let's hear from Freddie. Yeah. Look at the start of Leninism and the Russian Revolution, the first uh, period of that, that was true communism. And the people there, arts and crafts and everything, was it was going mad. Like People were truly... Like feeling the means of production, and that's what it's all about—the people. 
But when Lenin died and it veered off and Trotsky got betrayed by Stalin and Stalin took advantage and became an authoritarian dictator, that's when obviously it took uh, the wrong turn and people died and people think that is communism, but it's not. It's not. It's liberating the people. That's what it is. Left-wing ideology, it will always come back. I mean, they just banned the teaching of Marxism and socialism within UK schools. Such an ignorant point of view that they think they can just do that because even if you get rid of it, it doesn't matter if people study it. People will always come back to it. The ideology will always live in working people that get taken advantage of. That's a good point, Freddie. Like the fact that they've banned it in schools and stuff is only going to be a bad thing because you'd rather people learn about it in a formal setting. And like we were discussing last night, have the same sort of education across the board so people would be learning the same thing and have the true facts about what it's actually about and not sort of misunderstanding and have to learn about it through a sort of back door or a potentially dodgy internet site. They're better learning about the actual facts about reading the text that they should be. And like, I mean, banning books, like that's fucking one step somewhere, but... Anyway, um, mere stuff on the royal family. They're taking up the fucking broadsheets again because William and Kate's kids have now got a new fucking horse or pony or something. Um, and apparently they're excited about that because they want to suck up to their granny, the queen who's like super into horses and shit, saying how they call her Gan Gan and they're, I don't know, getting horse riding lessons and riding this fucking horse. <clears throat> but anyway, um, and I one, there's been a survey on Megan. Um, amongst ethnic minority British people, held out by YouGov, um, the question one of the questions was: Is the royal family racist? Forty three percent say yes, twenty seven no, thirty don't know. Have Harry and Meghan been treated fairly by the royal family? Twenty four say yes, forty nine percent say no, twenty seven don't know. Should Britain continue to have a monarchy, or should it be replaced with an elected head of state? Forty three percent said yes, and forty said no. Do you have a positive or negative view of the Queen? Positive is 67%, negative is 22 So that's following the sort of Oprah interview that you guys done at the survey. It's pretty shocking, that one. Yeah, I just always like the idea. This is one of the things that makes me always smile to think of the Queen. It's when you brought up the horse that she buys the racing post. And that's something that always makes me smile. Yeah, Aye, it's but... an interesting one. Yeah. So See, another thing as well. Um, a Scotland Yard chief has urged women who are made to feel quote-unquote uncomfortable by wolf whistling to report that to the police. Louisa Rolfe, an assistant commissioner at the Met, promised to take all incidents seriously, even if they did not constitute a crime. So she said, I would urge them to report to us. We do take them seriously. Well, every incident might not have a criminal justice outcome. We want to know about patterns of offending. If you said to somebody about wolf whistling that they should report it to the police, they might think that's strange. But actually, if it's anything that's making you feel frightened or uncomfortable and upset that you're adjusting your daily life to avoid it, then let us know. Um, How do you feel about wolf whistling? See, more, see more, like, I, I, I'm not a, a fucking look good of a person, to be honest, but any time I've ever had like, wolf whistling done at me, it's probably been done in like a sort of mocking way, like, you know, by, like, I don't know, it's like a traditional thing, like a sort of hang a builder onto it. It's just like... And see, sometimes I think, like, I don't know if this sounds daft, but it's almost like they're just trying to compliment you or something. Like, if they see you, like, going for a job interview or something and you're wearing, like, you know, something fancy, they would do that almost as, like, a bam-up, as if, like, oh, look at Christian kind of thing. See, the thing is, that I remember my mum telling me before that she could move whistle, and that, to her, felt 
that was a good day. She looked good that day because she got wolf whistled by a bunch of builders. No, but I I know that. But like, I, I know a, a bunch of people could look, feel offended and stuff like that. And maybe in certain circumstances, I would be. But times that I've had like, people wolf whistle at me, it's been something like I've been going to a job interview and been all like, sort of gussied up in professional gear. And they've sort of done that as like a sort of piss take, or I've been going the night out or something like that. And like, they'll date as like a laugh or something like that. I've never took it as serious. But you don't know how everybody feels about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is that. So, another one that I wanted to talk about today is the first Superman of 2001. Or 2000 oh. fucking what? 2021. Fucking I just seen the one, right? That was a long time ago. It was a good year. Yeah. Uh, visible late afternoon, the biggest and brightest moon of the summertime will be at 5.58. But as you can see, if you look outside, it's quite misty and fucking... So we Have you read the thing? Is this the, the warm moon thing? Because I was having on this warm moon. And it says it's the biggest and brightest moon of 2021 so far, and it's going to be seen at 7.06 tonight. And we just peak at 7.48. I've got 5.58. They never used the word, they just used the word, aye, worm moon. Where are you getting that from? I'm getting it from the Sunday Mirror, so this might be England. I don't know. Uh, so if you're going to trust the Sunday Mirror date at 5 o'clock, but if you want to do the Sunday Times date at 7.06 or 7.48. All right. It's under dispute. Right, I'm going to tell but... you a story, and it's a true story. And you've not to laugh at it, William, because I know that would be your compulsion. A woman has died at a COVID clinic, and so why would you think that would have happened? Probably a heart attack, or she'd be scared of needles and her heart went, or I could be totally off the thing. An armed right. gunman came in. Do you know what happened? What? She tripped over the welcome mat on the way in, and she died. Look, things like that happen. I'm I'm hand toed and I've went over head over feet many a time. I know how that feels. It's I've never sad. died yet. But that's I'm trying not to laugh because that's she's bad. An eighty four year old woman, so rest in peace, Margaret Ann Riley. It's just unfortunate that you sort of died in a sort of comedy sense. Um but as she fell over the welcome mat that was there to prevent people from slipping in the snow. And she went arse over Elba and she's dead now at a COVID clinic. But she would have been like, oh, I can go back to Bingo and stuff like that. I'm going to get my tag. <laughs> back to Bingo. <laughs> Tea dance. Oh, we've got a comment. I go for it. Roseanne Markle or Martin? Look at your head. Look at your head. Thank you, Roseanne. I was going to moan about the House of Lords again. Will I do that or will I just get a choice just myself? Moan on. One? Just moan on. I know you don't like them. I, I was moaning about this the other day as well, but there's men on it in here and it just fucking pisses me off. So this is hereditary peers I'm talking about, right? Hereditary ones that's like been handed down generationally and stuff because they own a bit of fucking land or something, which how can you own land? But never mind. Hereditary peers alone have claimed nearly £500,000 in allowances and expenses since the start of the pandemic, with remote voting, voting reaching unprecedented levels as the members made sure they qualified for the payout. So they're only like, they're sitting in their house and they're like, oh, I shit, I need to go into that Zoom a day, otherwise I'm not going to be able to claim my money. They've named and shamed four of them, which I'm going to tell you. Lord Addington is 57 years old, and since April, he has claimed £21,538. The Earl of Shrewsbury is 68. Since April, he's claimed 20,627 quid. The Earl of Clancarty is 68. He's claimed 19,059 quid. Lord Moynihan has claimed since April 18,274 quid. Why? How dare you? 
So it's like I was saying on Wednesday, they can claim £162 a day for remotely attending the House of Lords. The fucking wanks. I guess so. Look, right. On that, I'm just going to take this. I'm taking this and taking a big fucking turn. Let's talk about the Suez Canal. No, I need, I'm going to play a message for Frizzle. Okay. I'm just going to interject before you finish. We spoke about this. They spoke about this. They're scrappers. Leave them be. Hereditary peers deserve to be there because they can fight. Like, fuck. Leave them be. <laughs> Not to be trifled with. Oh, I saw the day they got the swords, didn't they? We're talking about it, yeah, they? Yeah, they've got there because of barter people to get their land. So... All right, fair enough then. Claim your £162 a day, and your grander could beat some cunt up. Go for it. Fill your boots. Hey, do you want to talk about Suez? Do, do you have Suez also? Because yours could probably be smarter than what I'm going to cover for this, no, the Daily Star. You, you know they're a big boat covering the Suez Canal. I think they've covered it before. Yeah. But Yuri Geller wants us for 11 days on 11 in the morning, 11 minutes past 11 in the morning and 11 minutes past 11 at night to send you his thoughts, you to send him your thoughts so he can use his mind to help move that boat. Because he's not going to be able to do it alone. He wants everyone in Britain at those That's times. That's a big commitment he's asking for. Like, people are busy. Just, just a wee thought, just be like, on you go, Yuri. And he'll be able to channel that and help him move that boat. Right, so everybody set your alarms 11 minutes past 11 in the morning and at night and um, think of Yuri Geller, I guess, and hopefully they can move a giant fucking 12-ton boat out of canal. I, w- I would also like to talk to uh, a relative sidekick about that, about what does she think of moving a boat and with the idea of giving someone your thought, would that help? Like, would that, she would like, call cover? bullshit on that. She would call absolute bullshit on that. See, speaking of the like, crazy stories, I've got an one. I've got on uh, Tiger King, who I know you enjoy, and Louis Theroux, who I also enjoy. Yeah, heroes, man. Um, you know how Louis Theroux went and done like that that thing on him, the America's Most Dangerous Pets, like, before he was even like the Tiger King? Like, Louis yeah. was like, first in there. So he Louis done that with me ages ago and everything. But now Joe Exotic's obviously in jail, and the whole thing going on that. He was supposed to be pardoned by Donald Trump, but he wasn't. Um, but Carol Baskin now owns his fucking thing and is coming out saying how he's like, you know, mistreating animals and that sort of shit, like, as if she's wanting to talk, alleged murderer. Um, <clears throat> but Joe Exotic is now asking Louis to come to the prison um, and to speak to him, to come and tell the real story. And there's been emails exchanged between uh, them all and he wants Louis to come and see them. Um, he says the level of aggressiveness of the Tiger King team is quite surprising. They proactively attempted to make it difficult for me to make my programme. It got my dander up, he said. <laughs> so British. And then I get I quite quickly wanted to get my dander down because it's not a good place to work from. A feeling of annoyance because it just shows your judgment. So maybe Louis will go back. Like, I doubt he will, but maybe we'll go back and speak to Joe Exotic. But on the Joe Exotic thing, uh, his husband, Dylan, is leaving him and going for a divorce. Dylan Passage. Yes. Dylan Passage is divorcing the Tiger King. Poor Joe, he's going through it. And I think as well, apparently the, um, the the youths, the children, are getting into books now because of a hashtag book talk on TikTok. There's this girl called, I think, Mariel, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, Mariel and Elodie Lee, I'm sorry if I pronounced your names wrong, ladies, 15 and 13, Um, you'll find them at A Life of Literature, at A Life of Literature on TikTok. They've amassed 200,000 followers um, since they set up the page last month. 
they live in Brighton and they talk about like sort of classical books that they like, such as the selection by Kira Cass and um, We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. And the books, um, their book, they both die at the end by Adam Silvera. Um, and that sold 4,056 copies in the weekend in 20th of March compared to just 101 the same week. So these Wayans are letting, you know, being encouraged to go buy books and sort of read classics and stuff for these other ones. So good on them. I don't want to sound like an ignorant master, but I've never heard of any of those books, Ash. Well, no, you but have. Is... You can go on and, and Mary Ellen LOD have taught you something. You can yeah, get yourself I'll... a book. I'm, I'm try- I was, I have a book that I have, I've only read the first 15 pages of, but I I would like to move on and read one of them. I, I, I used to enjoy reading classics when I was younger. There's, you... I don't know if I said it's news so much, but there's a 12 foot bronze polar bear named after the Prime Minister. It's called Boris. It's going to be the UK's largest sculpture exhibitions on Friday. It's going to be unveiled. It weighs two tons and had to be lifted into position by a crane. Let's hope it never got stuck while it was waving a British flag in there like the other one. Why would you name it Boris? Boris the Bear, that's just kind of cool. Yeah. And also, Wilco is to become the UK's first high street retailer to recycle single-use masks. Um, starting on Thursday, you can take them to over 150 branches. I guess you need to check one near you and find out. Um, but then the masks are going to get sent to a plant where they're going to get turned into plastic boards to make furniture and sheds and other like, building shit. Rather than stick them on the ground and just throw them away. See, spe- speaking of sticking them on the ground, something that annoys me, chewing gum on the pavement is annoying. But Boris Johnson is now preparing to bring in um, like a chewing gum tax that's going to raise more than 100 million quid to clean Britain's streets and what he calls a monstrous acne of sticky grey blotches. Like, isn't that the worst thing when you're just walking down the street and there's just all these big like, grey things that has been raining tar absolutely everywhere? Um, he says in, a, a tw- a, in 2020, 2010, he expressed in a newspaper column a desire to find each and every culprit and hit them with a, a penal code of medieval England or modern Tehran, whichever is more barbaric. He says the problem about it's a plague. It is an awful self-inflicted impetigo in the face of modern London and it costs a fortune to treat. The manufacturers spend only a couple of pennies to produce every stick or chicle of gum, yet once they're gobbed up or onto the pavement and trodden flat by human traffic, the idea was such barnacle-like ferocity, they cost up to a pound each to remove. It's under tables I don't like. I under tables is gross. Look, I, I'm not a fan of it. Like, I either spit it into a bin or just swallow it. I, the pen. I know you're not supposed to swallow it because it says you've got a horse in your belly, but I've always swallowed it and I don't have any horses yet. No, no horses. But... Um, oh, I see what I was going to tell you as well. I forgot about this. Andrew Marr was getting fucking slagged this morning because, as usual, we sit and watch Andrew Marr and all this sort of bullshit so you guys don't have to so we can tell you it's important. But this morning, look what he usually does is go on the newspapers and tells you what's going on in the papers there a wee bit, like kind of we did a bit quicker and more biased because on the BBC. Um, and he had all the papers in front of him today, and he quickly scanned by one, slagging off the Queen's grandson for breaking COVID rules, going to visit a quote-unquote friend 460 miles away who was recently divorced. So we'll talk to you about that later on. We're not controlled by him, just we'll go into that. Um, and quickly skimmed over Boris's affair as well, because I guess Downing Street's getting involved in trying to behave himself, but he was getting slagged this morning for dancing over that. But he brought up this morning this column by Ben Spencer in the Sunday Times, and we've got this here as well, and what Ben Spencer is saying, how we've all been told to wiped on surfaces, really disinfected and stuff because COVID can linger for up to 24 hours on surfaces. You need to wash your hands for, you know, singing happy birthday twice and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> but he's saying now that that's bullshit because a World Health Organization-backed review published by scientists last week at Oxford University confirmed that SARS-CoV-2 can indeed survive on surfaces but concluded there's a lack of evidence demonstrating the recovery of a viable virus. 
So basically, if it goes on server, there's no point in doing this because the virus that comes after it is going to be like so useless anyway. Received a score of zero point zero one, and the likelihood that it's going to get you COVID at all. So the government's lied to you again, and an all time shocker. Can I talk about one of your heroes? Aye. They're making a Ken Dodd like drama on ITV. They've just bought it. It's going to be about his tax evasion, which I never knew that he actually. Aye. How, Good old how, Doddy. How, how Doddy Bank was, he would get it in cash, stick it in suitcases, and stick it up his attic. Till he Aye, needed it, did. Which, is, which is pretty awesome. And it said that. He never paid any of the local children that he got to play Diddy Man. And Diddy Man, I. He was a bit sneaky old Doddy. God rest him. I love him. And he used to introduce himself as singer, photographic playboy, and field accountant. That tells you him. I love that. Well, honestly, because oh, Bryce will tell you as well, but like, I've watched this all my life. I was like, raised watching like Ken Dodd specials and stuff. And even now, like when I watch him like singing Love Me With All Your Heart, I can't stop like, laughing about it. The chef he got a haddock. I still like I cry laughing watching it every single time. I fucking love Doddy. I cried my eyes out watching his funeral. I absolutely love him. It it was three hundred and thirty six hundred thousand they found in suitcases, which is equivalent to eight hundred and fifty like a mil now found in suitcases up his loft. Oh Doddy. <laughs> Just speaking of notes. theft. Speaking of theft, actually. Um, military bases have been hit by a crime wave, apparently, with chemical warfare gear, body armour, computers, radio masks, gym equipment, freezers, digital cameras, televisions, and other kit being stolen. The thieves struck 120 times at bases across the UK, as well as Africa, Eastern Europe, and Canada and the Falklands, according to information released by the MOD and a Freedom of Information thing. Um, there's 75 thefts on MOD sites in 2017. The highest value item reported stolen was a stash of Arctic warfare clothing worth 13 grand, which went missing from the Royal Marines base in Taunton. Other expensive items included an outboard motor valued at 10,600, a generator worth 7,900, and 27 gas masks worth 3,380. My suggestion would be check William Brown's brother's basement. I was going to say, and if you need any of this, please speak to my little brother. <laughs> or I believe Freddie might have some Arctic gear or outbound motors. <laughs> I've got an ah fucking ridiculous Instagram thing, right? Apparently, Gucci has become the first brand to release um, paid for virtual fashion, and academics are predicting there's going to be an explosion of similar sort of things over high street designer brands this year. So, what they've done is released a camera filter in which you can quote unquote try on sort of shoes and designer items, take the photograph of yourself wearing this filter and it will look like you're actually wearing these shoes and you can like sort of like show off like what gear you've got but you don't actually have them. Oh, the Nike sneakers ad does that with trainers to see if they would look good on your foot. I'd be, well, that's Gucci one, you need to pay £8.99 apparently for a pair of Gucci trainers like for a filter. Fuck that. It's, so technically it's I'm going to use some like young words that shouldn't come out of my mouth. That's for the gram, isn't it? For the That's gram, get... yeah. It's for clout on the gram, so you can right. be like pointing at them and shit. Yep. Wanks. Um, another thing as well that some nursing agency, um, it was owned by a Canadian private equity billionaire, charged the NHS Trust more than four times the approved rate to supply nurses at the height of the pandemic. Thornbury Nursing Services billed £170.61 an hour 
to provide intensive care nurses in December, equivalent to £2,047.32 for a 12-hour shift, which is standard. The rate was paid by Worcester Acute Hospitals NHS Trust for a Band 5 intensive care nurse. The agency's owner, Gerald Schwartz, 79, is a Canadian financer and philanthropist who owns elaborate parties, who throws, sorry, throws elaborate parties at a £16 million Toronto mansion named nicknamed Fort Schwartz. 170 quid an hour. How much has the nurse but, has actually seen of that, would you suppose? Um, I know my mum probably gets about £14-15 an hour and she's she's not a high up nurse, so that's the, she's not getting anything like that. I don't know what um, your mum rate is. My mum is a, um, what's it called? A clinical nurse specialist. I see an S clinical nurse specialist. Like she can write prescriptions and stuff like that. I think that's like sort of high as you can go as a nurse before you like, have to be a doctor or something. Um, but she doesn't get paid anywhere near that. Like she barely gets paid Merlin Bryce, I think. And she's been a nurse for like 20 odd years. But it's because she, she works, um, like because she's a manager sort of thing. She works like, like, yeah. like 95 shifts. She doesn't do overtime. But I think if nurses do night shifts and stuff like that, they get mere. There's another thing as well for people that have got allotments. It's telling you, um, because of the weather coming now, it's the highest crop per yield if you want to grow them. The top one is French beans, next is courgettes, then tomatoes, runner beans, and squash. French beans will yield six point four kilograms per square meter. Oh, um, grow some could, stuff. You can grow could, some veggies. Could you get that like. right? It would be British beans now because we don't deal with Europe. Oh yeah, that's right. They're renaming all this shit, and then yeah. Also, I've seen this, and I thought it was quite funny. Half of British dog owners spend more b- on birthday presents for their pets than they do their partners. The under-30s fork out £70 on average, while over 60s spend £19 per average on their animals. I'd probably believe that was true. Like, Bryce and me but definitely spend men like Max and Maisie and the piggies and we're doing each other, for sure. And they're an average of 27% rise on the making of like animal friendly cakes like pup cakes and mm. stuff like that like people are, I, are going out of the way to make like that sort of stuff like our dog turns his nose up at it. like he wants a proper cake like he's really fond of um portuguese custard tarts from tesco he just like sitting like licks out these fucking like, custard things he loves it and he loves ben and jerry's ice cream birthday cake ice cream also that's one of his favorites he does yeah um, I'm going to get a disclaimer now because I'm now moving on to the fucking mail. So just a disclaimer that anything that comes out of here, that's where it came from. So be aware. Um, Kate Middleton's uncle Gary has come out in defence of Kate following the Meghan Markle claims that Kate made her cry. Uncle Gary, who as you probably know, owns a, a property in Spain somewhere called Casa de Bang Bang and was a noted <laughs> cocaine dealer. Um, came out and said, I don't believe for a moment that Kate made Megan cry. I've known Kate since she was born and she doesn't have a mean bone in her body. It's simply not her nature. She's even lovelier on the inside than on the outside, which is keep her coming from an uncle. If anyone had a hissy fit, it must have been Megan. Kate would have been trying to make the peace. I would fight for Kate's honour till the day I die. She's one of the most spectacular people I've ever met. Um, Gary Goldsmith, the 55-year-old brother of Kate's mother, Carol, and doesn't believe a word Megan said. He said, when Megan first entered the royal family, I was made up for Harry. Like the rest of the country, it seems she was the real deal and it was a marriage made in heaven. So what has happened to you is heartbreaking. I don't blame Megan. She's a Hollywood starlet. You can't blame a tiger for biting the head off a sheep. Yikes. But I don't believe a word that comes out of her mouth. She's an actress and knows how to manipulate her audience. I don't believe for a second she had to Google the words to the national anthem. Harry has been singing it since the age of five. Um, and talking about Megan's mental health issues, uh, Gary said, the last time I checked, he, Harry, was the face of mental wellbeing charity. 
where the hell was he in all this? Surely as her husband, they should have been there to be able to give her the support and help she needed. He's a senior army officer who's been in a war zone. He should be able to stand up for himself and his wife. He shouldn't claim to be family-centric when he's hurt everyone who loves him. You don't ask for anonymity and take a step back from public life to then throw your family and your grandmother under a bus on TV. Why would you do that? The royal family is not racist. It's not sexist. It's not ageist. They are a moral compass. Uncle Carrie Since doesn't the cocaine give a... dealer. From Castle de Bang Bang. <laughs> Ca- Castle de... I- I've never heard that and I had to actually put myself <laughs> on silent to giggle about Castle <laughs> de Bang Bang. Because she remember in pictures of Kate that she had like her daddies out and stuff and somebody photographed yeah. her. She was, like, she was at Castle de Bang Bang with William. So Uncle Gary's house. You know, Uncle Gary's house. See if you've got an Uncle Gary, he for sure is a cocaine dealer. Yeah. Enjoy I don't have an Uncle Gary, but I know of an Uncle Gary that partakes in that sort of stuff. Does he deal cocaine? I, I, I can't confirm or deny. No comment. No comment. But right. he's the sort of guy that listen, still listens to dance music in his 40s. But that does listen to comment. What's going on, gang? Uh, happy Sunday. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. And uh, thank you for flying uh, Benny Boom Boom Airlines. And uh, I shit you not. And uh, I know. Hey now. So from hey bang now. bang, Benny boom boom, to boom boom, with Benny I'm, boom. See, speaking on the royals as well, um, and how I was saying earlier on that Nicholas Sturgeon said Alex Salmon's a gambler. They're talking about him in the mail, saying that um, he is a gambler. He likes backing the horses, likes a bit of the GGs, and the Queen gave Alex Salmon tips on a horse on one of her horses when he was first minister. He didn't reveal how much he'd won, but um, he's liked it since he was a boy and stuff. I wasn't doing and put money on a horse and the Queen was giving him tips to back her horse and he won her money but it wouldn't say much but, but imagine that conversation with the Queen though. she's like you stick on mine like you know I was, I was, it's good odds and that we, we tenor on that Alex <laughs> what two of my faces on right two of my royal stories and they're both fucking mental so Princess Anne like you were talking about um, her son Peter Phillips has now been quizzed by police after making a lockdown trip to Scotland, 460 miles was how much he went to Scotland. Um, he's 43 years old and he went to the home um, of a married woman who had split from um, her partner to visit her, but they're just friends and she lives in Aberdeenshire, but he broke the lockdown rule to go and do that. But the police said it's okay. There was no breach of any rules. The police say he was just going to visit his friend. So see the thing is right. All that bullshit aside, see if you get pulled up and you're like, mate, you went like two hundred miles and you like you shouldn't be doing that. Anyway. If you just turn around and go, mate, I'm just going for my jam roll. Look, my body look watermelons, and then the police would just give you a nod, be like, all right, just. just but do you know what he said? Go. He said he was on a business trip. He was sure on some sort of business, some sexy yeah. business. That's what he was doing. He's like, listen, this woman's divorced for her husband. She's gagging for it. I'm going to Aberdeen. <laughs> he fucking, the, the single light has been put on in her window and he was just like, right up there. <laughs> Drums have been hit. See, right, if, he, if he just came out and said that, I'd be cool with it. And our royal one, right? You know that um, the the Harry and Meghan, they've got a company called Archwell Productions, and they do Archwell Audio, and that's where they do like, their their podcast. They get paid millions of pounds for our Spotify. They've they had fired the producer of that, but they've new hired another one, and it's a British guy called Ben Browning that was named uh, the head of productions last week for Archwell Audio. 
Um, he's bought the script, owns the script, to to inquest, um, which is a film, <clears throat> a conspiracy theory film focusing on Princess Diana's fatal car crash in a Parisian underpass, claiming that the Queen ordered her assassination because she was pregnant and planning to marry her Muslim lover, Dodi Fayed. And there's new inside tips and speculation, according to the Mail, that Harry and Meghan's producer person they've hired is going to make a conspiracy theory movie about his mom, which is the most mental thing. I, I, I don't even know about that one. The last mental even for the Mail, but if that comes true, it would be the craziest fucking thing ever. Do you not remember? I'm sure Bryce showed us this the mm. Mitchell and Webb thing where they're playing MI5 agents and they talk about how they're going to just get the crash in a tunnel. Yeah, like that's what that just sounded like. And it was all Prince Philip. Um, Mayor Meghan complaining by the way because fucking Piers Morgan has got himself. How long is this? It's like six pages, I think. One, two, three, four, uh, five pages. Five pages in which Piers Morgan goes on and on and on at a treacherous rate which includes diary entries of Piers's talking about his views and how he was stabbed in the back by Susanna Reid and how he feels on Megan and going through his feelings watching the documentary and what seems like lies and all this stuff. There's nothing really worthwhile in it. It's just him sort of reissuing the same shit that he said, so I'm not going to subject you to it. But if you would like to read Piers's diary entries that cover a period of three weeks, um, you can read it in the mail and then promptly go have your head examined. So, um, oh, I, I and COVID rules as well. The SNP minister who is tasked with setting out COVID rules for the election had to apologise yesterday. Graham Day, who's standing in, in Angus South, broke lockdown rules to travel and get a photo taken. Um, like with a whole bunch of people who had travelled as well to break, for lockdown rules. Um, and it looks like because I haven't mentioned this in the article, but one of the people in the picture looks to be Ashley Story, who's Jenny Godley's daughter. There's a whole bunch of people holding like SNP supporting signs and stuff with Graham Day um, in the lockdown restrictions, but it looks exactly like Ashley's story, so I need to look into that. So we've got another comment. I go go. Piers Morgan. Fat wank. Thank you, Freddie. Agreed. Agreed. Nope, we've got another comment. Michael Prittle. My issue with the Pierce thing is that... <clears throat> After, you know, being the mastermind behind the phone hacking scandal, it was perfectly acceptable for the general public for him to return to work and have a platform. But heaven forbid he speaks out about Meghan Markle and makes a shocking comment about one of his colleagues' miniskirt indicating the, the, the return of spring. It's all very, very fickle, um, the Piers Morgan thing. And he's always been an outspoken arse, to be honest. But everyone was loving him when he was... Speaking up about COVID and, and and fighting the snowflake society we were entering into, but hey, don't you dare challenge poor Megan, our American starlet. I totally agree with that, Frizzle. Like, and if you like, not that I'm Piers Morgan's biggest fan due to his past actions, but um, that's what the guy's paid to do. He's paid to be the heel on that show and to say his opinions. He paid for his opinions, that's why he was there. <clears throat> People never told you other stuff. It, 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 the fact that he was employed anyway, if all the phone hacking and all that nonsense is absolute horseshit. And I just really dislike this thing of you can't speak against Meghan Markle. If you do, you're a racist, you're whatever. You can't say anything against her. Like, like we spoke about this on here before. It's not like we'll say we don't like Meghan Markle just because of the way we've seen her behave, the things that she's done. But it's not racism. We don't fucking like Harry either. He's a cunt as well. 
I watched Suits' first two seasons and she wasn't very good. She never went for the paralegal because she didn't have any confidence. She just wasn't good in the show. It was a crap show. Don't watch it. Um, I'm going to do a wee Piers Morgan act here because there's a fucking article in here by Stephen Adams, who's medical editor, medical editor at the Mail, and he is now shaming women, who is pissing me off. He said that women have gained weight since the start of the pandemic. God forbid that women should be sitting in the house depressed because they can't go anywhere and bored and having something to eat and put on weight. I'm sure men have put on weight. William's definitely fatter than me since the start of this pandemic. I've lost weight, if anything. So what about William? What about men putting on weight? Let's talk about that. Let's talk women about that. Women can be fat if they want. I want to talk about a man that's gained weight over lockdown after my own heart, which is Pete Doherty, everyone's favourite junkie of the early 2000s. Oh, Jesus Christ. Alleged junkie. No. Like, there, were, there were videos of him like, snorting things and stuff like that. There were videos of it. All right, well, if you've got proof, then that's fine. Yeah. So, and he was... Did he not take a girl from Greenock? Also, someone climbed on his bus and he dropped him off somewhere in fucking England. I know, like, someone so, shagged him at Baby Shambles gig at Toon Hall, and she was under 16. Oh, there you go. So, now that he's now got... Because he's got an addictive personality, like ourselves, he's now got addicted since he's living in Cali to fucking cheese. And now That's a night... thing, though. They say that cheese has got the same sort of like effect on your mind as like cocaine and stuff does. Because I was thinking the other day when you were feeding Max the dog, because he's like, addicted to Cathedral City, like wee cheddar log. And like it's probably the same effect on him as if he came a wee gram. Yeah. So he, he, it says that he swapped his Class A's for French cheese, come and Comte cheese and toast. Comte is the one I like. That's, his... That's my favourite cheese. Me and Pete. Besties. In knew that he, he gets pleasure from sleeping, eating cormier on toast, and he's just happy. He's just eating cheese. He's Good not drinking anymore. Have a cheese he, toasty and be happy. He's on to the extra large t-shirts too also, and I'm happy with him. Swapping E's for cheese. We've all done it. I've got two comments. I'm going to play these. S- snowflake society we talk about, especially within the media, what you guys are in and it, it's a tool, it's a political tool, and it was fucking created on the right. Where And I, I know people get fucking mixed up with, oh, it's the left, it's the right, who's right, who's fucking wrong. But it is a political tool made on the right that <clears throat> if they keep the confusion and if, if they keep absolute outrage on the smallest things, then they can keep things hidden away. We can never talk about things, we can never say anything about anything. So we're never speaking about anything of substance. So the status quo carries on, the world carries on burning exploitation keeps carrying on and fucking so on and so on so until we get past that until we get over ourselves and we can start talking about some real fucking things <laughs> some real topics it'll never be the same I think Freddie should run for political office start his own party I would vote for Freddie 100% have you muted yourself I can hear you talking next door again and on the thing yeah I would swing a cricket bat for Freddie too aye I'm on so. team Freddie Freddie Take over, seize the modes of production, throw over the one percent. We're with you. So, ha- ha- Harry is a cunt because he he, he patched his grand for his bird, right? That's a fact. Um, yep. But even a lot of the big um, American sort of the ones that are currently making a move and standing up for racial equality in the states and stuff like that um, are actually coming out against. Megan saying that she's playing on the US population's ignorance towards what British society's like and what it means, what the monarchy means, um, 
and saying that she's just trying to create like improve her own sort of position within the yeah. states upon her return and that she's just a control freak and basically Harry looked like a shadow of a man uh, in his interview with Oprah and stuff like that. So she's been getting hauled over the coals in, in the States by some pretty big people. But the general population seem to think that she's hard done to and should be propped up by society. See, so speaking on this, I wanted to say something about this that I saw on Andrew Marr today. And it's like a delicate subject. I'm not meaning to cause offence to him doing any stuff like that. But there's a movie that's coming out, or might be out or something, and it's on the life of Billie Holiday and how she would perform this song, but people didn't want to perform this song because it was about lynching. And the actress that plays Billie Holiday in this show was on an interview with Andrew Marr, and she's saying that she doesn't ever have picnics anymore because that term comes from the phrase pick a N-word. I'm not going to say it, pick a N-word. And that's where the roots of that is. And I was like, I've never heard that before. Is that true? And I like Googled it and looked into it, and apparently it's like a, an absolute myth. It actually comes from like, a, a French like, root and it's like PK Nike or something like that which is like try a bit of everything or something like that I can't remember what it was um, but I apparently this is a pure like well-spread rumour that it means like pick an n-word and that's where picnics come from and she says she doesn't do those and doesn't celebrate those and there's some people online saying that it, there is some link to it though because back in the day when there would be lynchings that white people including like policemen and stuff up upstanding members of society so-called would go to uh, like events like lynchings and they would make an event out of it. They'd bring their wives and children and sit out on blankets with food and stuff like that. And then they would murder somebody and take like quote unquote souvenirs, like such as a body part or something like that. They'd set these people on fire and, and kill them in really like brutal ways and stuff. And I had no idea like, of the history behind that. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Had you ever? I'm guessing the songs you talked about is Strange Fruit. It's Strange Fruit, yeah. I didn't want to yeah. like, get into it, but yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, I like the song Strange Fruit. But uh, I, I've never heard that. But I've heard of like when people got like, hung in Scotland, like you would that that would not get tellies and stuff like that. We would go. It was classed as entertainment, which is. But imagine sitting like a... sitting eating like eating like a picnic and stuff like that, and like surely you must have some sort of like ethics, or even back then like human conscience to see like they were talking about an example. Of the thing I read was like, a seventeen-year-old boy. It was falsely accused of murdering somebody. They dragged him at his house and like tied him to a car and drove him for miles. They cut off like his fingers and toes and like really like, properly tortured him. Done really gross stuff and like gave and burnt him after that and then like gave it body part. Like even like back then, even if we were like um, ultra racist, sitting like having like, a wee picnic with your family and like, surely you must be sickened by that. Like it's some just like, a human level. I, I I'm guessing you can fucking. Eat your egg and cress while watching someone get fucking burnt a bit. No, it's not no. Something we've talked about this as, as well before because I can't remember when it was, but it was Thomas Cook or something like that. But the reason that they initially started it was as a tour provider because they would go to France and and, and go take people to France when people were like being like hung or beheaded and stuff like that like, on the guillotine. And that was how like, this tour company initially started. I don't want to say it was Thomas Cook. I might have got it wrong, but it was definitely one of the big sort of British thing made tourist providers. Let's listen to our comments, maybe see what you guys have got on this. Fucking, that is the biggest thing I hate about this modern day society, is that we shouldn't fucking pay homage or respects to bad things that have happened. If we, like, it's like, life is about finding consistencies, man. And it's about finding fucking, I can't, I can't find the word at the minute. Contentness, that's the one, being content. You've got to have happy and sad. You've got to have both them emotions. What a yeah. sick fucking world we'd be in if we just carried on going in a world where we just fucking felt happy all the time. There'd be so many suicides, it'd be unbelievable. So, I don't know. 
We've got to talk about the bad bits in history. We've got to learn from them. We've got to use them. And we've got to just fucking... This culture of this... Everything's happy. Everyone's got to be like this. You can't say that to him and you can't do that to her. Fuck off, mate. Hey. <laughs> Understanding things is the future and that's the way forward. Yeah. Can I co- cover two bits on that? One on the Prince Harry racist stuff. The kid dressed up as a fucking Nazi is his 19th yeah. birthday party. Yeah. And the other thing, my friend was a teacher in Japan and I, I always heard the rumour that they don't touch on World War Two at all. That is just sort oh, of really? not covered in their school books. That that's just like it, it's never brought up. The World World War Two is not a thing. Um, we've got two more comments. Let's see what people are saying. That's why capital punishment will never work in the US. I think four percent of capital punishment is done unjustly. So. That, that percentage margin is way, way too fucking big for me. So any capital punishment or torture, anything like that, that's a no-go because you'll never, never know what actually happened. Yeah, 100% agree with that, Freddie. It's amazing how hate and fear can be used as a tool to suppress the very morals uh, and sense of right and wrong that you speak of. That's that's what they did, the, the Ku Klux Klan and whatever else in the States, through fear, um basically controlled the masses and that's why they were able to do what they did and why they had kids and their mums sitting eating popcorn while someone was getting hung from a tree. Shocking. But Big Adolf did the same thing. If you create, what was it he said, if you create a sufficient level of fear, they'll allow you to do whatever you want. Madness. That's what I worry about now because like, I wasn't taught a lot in school about like the slave trade and stuff, and I'm sure you had the same experience, like being educated in Scotland. But you learned a lot about World War Two. It wasn't until I went to America that I learned some stuff on it, but even then, not everything. So like, to hear that this morning, that wasn't even something. Like, I knew lynchings and stuff took place, obviously, but I wasn't even aware that there was like, a culture of that, and like certain African American communities don't like have picnics and stuff because of that belief. Like, even though it's like a false one, they sort of associate with that culturally, and so for them, that's not something what I remember, and I had no idea about that. Really, why isn't that taught in schools? Because the UK had an involvement in that. Scotland had an involvement in that. Why don't they teach us that? Like, we should know that that happened, like, so that it never happens again, so that we're educated on that, so that, like, it never, never, never happens again. We can see what our ancestors done and, like, and recognise it. I just, I don't get it. We need to know everything works and all. Yeah, like, You can't do. cover that shit. And like Freddie was saying, like, burning books and stuff and removing certain things from syllabuses and stuff like that. There's no use in that. You need to teach everybody the full scope and range of information, let them be educated on it and make an informed decision. You cannot make minds up for kids and it's the same as sending them to like a Catholic school or some sort of denomination school, brainwashing them in religious education studies and telling them they must do this, must pray in this way, must believe in this way. Religious education and whatever school you go to, whatever religion it is, should teach a broad range of information on all religions and let a kid decide I relate to that. That's the religion I want to celebrate. That's what my, in my mind God is, and that's what I want to believe in. They shouldn't say to them, there is one God, this is the guy that it is, this is who you're going to speak to, and when you you, you die, you're going to go to the pearly gates and have to atone to this person, and have this whole narrative of, of heaven and hell, and it's this way, and it's all black and white, because it isn't. And it's when you grow up and you realise there's shades of grey, and that's when you start to question yourself and get involved in spirituality and maybe explore other religions and, and see what's going on in there. Because like, if you see like these polls and stuff, how many people come out now and say that they identify with other religions and things like that? Because you start to question, you start to realise it's not all just that, there's more. Well, without a doubt, I, I fully agree with that. There are a comment here, because I can see who's at. I'm just going to play this, OK? 
Jesus Christ are you talking about? Is somebody from America? Anyway, I'm from America, and it's ridiculous. I love the accents. But anyway, why is it not possible that after Elizabeth dies, don't you think this shit all should be done, man? I mean, fuck Charles. It needs to be over. When she dies, she was the queen for a hundred fucking years. They need to get rid of the monarchy, man. I mean, I don't know how you possibly can continue on with it after all that. I mean, enough's enough. Enough money's been given. It's over and done with. I actually totally agree with that, Chad, because I think the queen, I really respect her because she's a really hard worker. She got a job that she didn't want, didn't expect when she was really young, and she's done it really well and continues to work hard, like, even though she's old. And so I respect her for that reason because I, I respect hard work and like effort and, and stuff like that. And she does all those things. But I really feel like for the rest of her family, there shouldn't be another monarch. I feel personally that it should end. No. Uh, enough's enough. Well, I don't know if else thinks that's just me, but I, I do have respect for the Queen. If they can't fix a Land Rover Defender with a pair of tights, they should get to fuck. Well, exactly. And like, don't you see that? But I mean, though, that she is a hard worker and she's yeah. devoted her whole life to this. And like, people that work hard, you have to have, like, even if you don't agree with monarchy, you've got to have some level of respect for that, for that dedication and, and work ethic. And just like, I, that's what I like she anyway. Put a fucking graft in and been around the world on boats, if you remember. Yeah. It and goes she goes through a lot of shit, like her husband cheating on her and our kids getting married and divorced and all the scandals that come out across the years. She's dealt with all with dignity and, and not really showed her cards ever. She's went through a lot of shit in her life and still just continues on being like a sort of that traditional what you expect for like a British image, just like, you know, keep calm and carry on sort of thing. She's like the embodiment of that. The rest of them I couldn't give a fiddler's fart about. They're all fucking arseholes, I think. We're People forget three, at the time, America in the nineteen tens and nineteen twenties, the Ku Klux Klan membership was something like three point two million. It was a mainstream fucking organization that people accepted it was just a normal so you know it's this progression in society is how we whittle them things out that's crazy i didn't realize it was that big of numbers if you think about it the reason why we weren't broadly taught by the old barton brennan and co about um slavery is because it wasn't really our thing in Britain, and I know, yes, every nation had slaves, but I mean, we were one of the first countries to what was it, abolish it and make yeah. the trade of such illegal. And I know there's a lot of people, particularly in and around the west coast of Scotland, made a fortune by selling people off into slavery, but we didn't really use them. And I think that's why they seem to be very selective on whose history they teach, and that's why the Japanese, because the World War Two was such an abject failure for them, and when the history books were written, they were still an imperial society. That's why that they don't learn about World War Two, and it's why we probably don't really learn about slavery and whatever else. It's all very, very strange. But I agree um, that we should be learning about the good and the bad. You know, you can't mm-hmm. just wipe out a bit of history because you don't like it. You know, and that wee movement last year about changing street names, woofed. I know that's mental. We, we might have not used them, but we were the ones fucking shipping them everywhere. We were mm-hmm. the. We, we did the benefit boats. from it, so we still yeah. need to like, recognise it. I'm... At the minute, the UK is so very similar to 1930s Germany because the people were so split, we've got a loss of identity. That's what was happening in Germany at the time. It's the end of capitalism at the minute. Capitalism on the international stage, it's got nowhere to expand or grow or send the means of production anywhere. And when that happens, fascism starts to develop because the ruling class then accept it. The working class are getting angry, rioting, 
And it can go one or two ways. You can either have revolution or we're going to have uh, a fascist dictatorship because that is just the natural way of capitalism, the ideology. It's what happened in 1940. It wasn't about defeating fascism because if World War Two was about defeating fascism, we would have went and took fucking Franco out, but we just left Franco. It wasn't about the ideology. It was about expanding capitalism. It was about absolutely annihilating everything and then getting the means of production back into production. <laughs> It's fucking one big cycle. Mm. Queen does not work hard, I'm telling you. And, and and the thing that she didn't want the job. Listen, when you put in that position, it's all about fucking keeping and maintaining power. If she didn't want that job and she was impartial and she fucking had the morals and the rights of the working people and the people of the UK, she'd have fucking exposed her son, Andrew. But instead she harbours him because it's all about the name, it's all about the Windsors, man. It's all about... Fucking yeah. keeping that bloodline. And they'll do anything. That's why they're trying to modernise it in the media at the minute. And uh, get get the younger guys, get all the children involved and fucking take photos of them and all that because they're trying to get the younger generation involved in the royal family. But the reality is no one gives a fuck about papers anymore. No one gives a fuck about the royal family anymore. And uh, when they go down, when they're gone, when the monarchy's gone, <clears throat> that institution... <laughs> Uh, that'll be a big progression in the UK, 100%. Why they call it the form? Yeah. Yeah, 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 let's let's end it and let's move to a, a sort of setup whereby we can have a really, really, really wealthy celebrity um, with no political credence whatsoever somehow end up in the highest office um, in the country uh, and the world for that matter. So I think folk in glass houses... Is all mm. I'm going to say. I'd take Betty and her offspring over the likes of Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan any day of the week. Yeah. Because they're actually educated in the art of political chivalry or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. And it's thrust upon them and they're made to learn it and they, they have a sense of duty. They're not celebrities. Now, I'm all for, yeah, it maybe needs a revamp, but for Americans to come on and try and compare apples for apples and say that the presidential system is better meh yep what's that fucking dumb shit that the Ku Klux Klan was up to 3 million people (laughs) man nope unfortunately it was something that happened but I mean uh, you know and it came from the civil war there never was 3 million or if that's what you said I'm wrong. If if I'm butchering what you said, dude, I'm wrong, but I don't know. Yeah. Three million, nope. Um, actually, just... Freddie actually was wrong saying three million. It was actually four million at the height of the popularity in the 1920s. Can I just fact-check that, actually, so you can have a look on that? But in the 1920s, the clan membership exceeded four million people nationwide. Did you also have a wee look to where the clan came from? I did, yeah. I'll leave Chad to look at that. Um, that's that's his country, so uh, let's yeah. see where he's gone. I hear what you're saying there, that someone's got to fill the vacuum, but that's like picking between two shites and one's just got a bit of fucking sugar on it. I just want to obliterate all of that shite. We, we will start with fucking people at the top, people that actually make decisions. Like, if you've ever spoken work, why doesn't my fucking boss just do this, or why doesn't he do that? If you are capable of thinking them ideas at the fucking grassroots level, then you are clearly smart enough to be at the top. You know what I mean? Everyone has the capabilities. 
but they, 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 they've, they've made this fucking, I don't know what they've made in society, but it's like we need a leader, we need a fucking power, but do we fuck? We can communicate, we can talk to each other, we can make decisions. Yeah. I'm go- I think we should move on for this subject before we um, get logged in it because we're going to have a whole bunch more stuff here. Um, a stupid one will go to a light-hearted one. Eh? There's going to be a film coming out about uh, a, a, a drama, sorry, on Sky Atlantic about Boris Johnson and Carrie Simons. He's um, missus you now that he's got a baby with. Um, Rishi Sunak is going to be played by this ultra handsome man called Shri Patel. He's like six foot one. He's like super gorgeous. Looks like a fucking model. Like he's getting played by him. And Mark the Handcock is getting played um, by Andrew Buchan, who was in Broadchurch and was Danny Latimer's dad. So if you've ever seen that and you know Mark Latimer, um, he's even been suggested to be the next James Bond. And I saw people suggesting that he was going to be the next Doctor as well. Like, that would be interesting Like if it was Jodie was the Doctor and then like her like, quote-unquote husband from Broadchurch took over. Do you think that would be so cool? I, it, it would work also that the, it was the writer-director of Broadchurch that has taken over. I won't even mention his name. Don't mention him. Yeah. That's interesting though. Like, I'm, I'd be keen to watch that. We'll watch this separate and we'll report back to you if it's good and stuff like that. But you should see this this guy, Shri Patel is his name, and he's playing Rishi Sunak and he's like the most gorgeous looking man. <laughs> and they got a picture of Rishi Sunak next to it looking so awkward. Um I'll play this comment real quick. Toad Freddie, I'm a big, big massive fan of you. You've made my Sunday afternoon. But I think it's because naturally the human race have always been led. Um all the way back to prehistoric times, it's almost inherently inbuilt into us. Um, I think that's where the issue comes from, is that there needs to be this focal point figurehead leader. Because um, even if you look at the Roman society, and I know we can't really compare just how corrupt that was, we probably could compare how corrupt that was, but the Senate was a rabble, and the Roman Empire only really made progress when a leader was appointed. Now, obviously... That was an imperial dictatorship, but it's it's it seems to be that the, the the general populace rely on a single figure or body to to make decisions for them to drive life forward, and I think that's why people look to the monarch, to the presidency, and stuff like that, and kind of don't put the importance on the people that should be making the decisions. Probably the rung below. Ah, it's like we were talking about before about this saying it's like a sort of escapism, isn't it? Yeah. I would say the same. Like I'm, I'm not a a leader myself. Like I, I'm, I'm not good at it. Like I, I don't feel comfortable. And I know that you running for president yourself, vice president, you of a student association, Camden. Yeah, but you, you know how to take people's. I'm, I'm always going to advertise that, and also I think we forgot to talk about boilers today. Also, we'll talk about them for Clay Boiler Company in a wee bit as we're sponsors because I know that we all know and love them Clay Boiler Company um, but speaking of like splurging out and stuff like that they're saying that British people are set to spend 62 billion quid on staycations this year are any of you guys going on holiday a wee cottage or caravan or campsite or something he's getting plans as well obviously if we can't go fucking anywhere and you stay in the UK people are trying to go to centre parks which cost a fortune and um, holidaycottages.co.uk are getting like billions of visits and stuff like that and I'm probably going to spend 62 billion quid I'm not. I'm going to go to my mum's caravan because that is free. I've always wanted to go further up Scotland. Like, Aye, I want I've to do that. Because I'm trying to hire us like an RV thing, but they're so expensive because everybody's like fighting to get them just now, so I don't think I'll be able to get one. Because I think the furthest I've ever went is Fort William. Like, half the fucking country I've never seen at all. I know, that's embarrassing. We should really go see Meribyrn yeah. and, and have a wee look around for things. Um, we'll do our comments oh. before we go on. I'm going to moan about Lidl. 
I plan to camp in the Nicholson's Bar and Kitchen Beer Garden from the 29th of April and not leave until the first week of October. <laughs> Good plan, Michael Frizzle. <laughs> agree. So the people that we elect into power, uh, they've got to be fucking checked. They've got to have, um, what's the word, accountability. And there's a process of making accountability. When Castro did uh, first did the revolution in Cuba, there was an illustration made, and it was the crowd. The The crowd were dragging Castro along by a noose because wherever the crowd go, that's where Castro has to go because the crowd dictate to him. And if he doesn't do what they say, then they'll remove him and replace him with someone else. All a leader has to be is a megaphone. Like you say, all it has to be is someone that is an organiser. You don't. They have to be impartial with their ideas and views. All they've got to do is put what the people tell them to into fucking action. That's all it is. I think that's what we've forgotten in this country, you know, because like people just put up with so much shit, so much lies and disappointment for the government and don't think, you know, we've got it within our power to get rid of all this. They just continue listening to their yeah. bullshit, keep eating it up. Maybe I'll let you get on with the headlines because we fucking took time up. Monted little. <laughs> <laughs> right, little. Right. What they've done is there's a family butcher called Philip Warren and Son, and they've been doing, you know, they've got six generations in Cornwall, like doing butchering, whatever. They've got award winning grass fed beef and stuff. And Lidl have now stole the name Warren and Sons, and they've got like shitty looking, fucking green looking sausages and patty and stuff with the name Warren and Sons on it with the wee sort of knives that these people have got as their wee logo. So just nicked it, so don't buy a shit off Lidl. That's not nice. So also, if we're talking about supermarkets, Next year, there's going to be a crackdown on eggs. There will be no any three-for-twos or two-for-ones, and they'll be moving them away from the doors because they'll be city standards, they'll be city campaigns, saying that this is why we're buying eggs because and it makes us too fat because we're buying them on these deals. So next year, it actually costs... BC really, it's illness costs the NHS $6 billion a year. Tam Fry of the National Obesity Forum said that a single... It, a single egg exceeds an adult's daily sugar allowance. Um, see, speaking of sugar allowance, there's a weird thing that I thought was not real. I thought it was a fucking thing for a Quentin Tarantino film. The 150 million quid Candyland estate of property developer Christian Candy and socialite Emily Crompton in Surrey is about to get even swankier. The couple are installing two huge tunnels, a 240-foot link from the main house to a basement containing a pool, gym and steam room, and a 150-foot tunnel to an outbuilding containing a cinema, dance studio, another pool and a manicure room. Hide and seek will never be the same again for the couple's eight-year-old twins, Isabella Monaco and Cayman Charles. Isn't Candyland like, like Calvin Candy, like that Tarantino thing? Ah, it's a racist plantation. Not yeah. Owned by but Leonardo DiCaprio. This guy, Christian Candy and Emily Crompton and their children, Isabella Monaco and Cayman Charles, for some reason need four swimming pools and a manicure room. That fucking right. swimming pool each. And I dare to bring you... this up anyway, but on, on, now on the Meghan Markle front, but it's kind of funny. Apparently Meghan uses hundreds of emojis and her pals are getting super fucking annoyed by it because it's irritating and it annoys everybody. Um, but she'd been using all these emojis and sent an emoji, a emoji filled message to her friend, and the friend then recorded like a vitriolic voicemail saying, "Megan's so annoying, like, or emojis. She keeps sending me all these fucking emojis and get annoyed by it." But done that thing that we all have done at one point, accidentally send it to Megan and not to the other friend that she was bitching to Megan about. So Megan's pissed off with this person. <laughs> is not going to be her friend anymore. 
Have you ever done that? Like sent, like been talking about somebody but sent it to them. I yes, yes, I have. It's the water. Like it's, it's that spine tingling moment. Like you see, you've done it immediately, and you're like, <gasps> and there's no going back from it. It's fucking awful. I I just got you on it. Well, that's all I can. Especially if it's a voicemail, you can't even be like, "Oh, somebody stole my phone and take that message." I'm sorry, but if it's a voicemail, you fucking said that, and it's just yeah. it cr- makes me cringe to death. I've got more news on the Wagatha Christie thing, which I know you enjoy. Fucking love it. Bring on the Wagatha Christie. The Wagatha Christie story. Colleen Rooney is now um, considering throwing in the towel because our legal team are struggling to find evidence against Rebecca Vardy. And like we talked about, I think, on Wednesday when Midweek News, um, it's going to cost, like, they're projecting it's going to cost, um, it currently stands, their bill for legal cost currently stands at £1.3 million, 900000 for Rebecca Vardy, 400000 for Colleen Rooney, but they could take up to £2 million if they continue and they don't really get the evidence, so Colleen Rooney may be thrown in the towel and, and moving on to the whole thing. Just just keep it going. Like, I love it. I'm looking through and there's lots of shit going on and these two wags are going at it hammering tongs like fucking Sherlock. I love it. <laughs> it's escapism for me. Freddie's got something to say. I can honestly say I haven't. I've never done that because if, if I had beef, I was being a wee bitch. Honestly, I'm fuck, I will say it to a cunt's face. I really will. Yeah. And they, then you can settle it and it doesn't become a big problem. And if they do get fucking a sore ass over it, then you can uh, just fucking go your separate ways. <laughs> I would fully That's believe nice. that Freddie would call a spade a spade. He would never get involved in that. Like if, if Freddie sent you a voicemail calling you a cunt, it wasn't by accident. What did you know you're a cunt? But that's the, as you said, yourself, like, that's how my family operates. Like, everyone that's what it's like. Look, my family's like that, they just like, get it all out in the open, they shout and scream for five minutes, and then they move on, do you want a cup of tea? because as I've told you of my past life, like someone was in a huff for me and didn't speak to me, but stayed in the same house for two whole weeks. No, there's no way I could handle that. And know my mental health, like what kind of shit that is. But I, I need to, like, someone to shout in my face, threaten to murder me, make me cry, then make me a cup of tea. And I'm cool yeah. with that. Like, I'm I'm happy, happy with that. Yeah. Have you ever, would you ever consider getting one of them, like, smart doorbells, like, so you can see the people outside your house and stuff? Just a hole in the door. I don't trust the smart doorbell thing. Well, you shouldn't trust the smart doorbell thing because apparently, according to research at Cranfield University... Um, that indicates to thieves that you're actually more affluent because they're quite expensive. So they think if they've got one of them doorbells, they've probably got money. There's probably more better stuff inside that house. So they're merely to target you because they would think yep. then, oh, they've probably got laptops. They've got other smart gadgets. Like they've got high value tech items just lingering outside their front door. So what's in there? And they'll get in some other way without even knowing. So don't get it. Like, just make your house look like a ramshackle shed and you'll be all right. All right. So in other words, Look at the tech that I've got at my door. Guess what I've got in my house? Yeah. There's a thing that Freddie might be interested in. See, Freddie, since you're coming into the money and stuff like that, if you want to buy a new gas and want to come up back up to Scotland, there's a mansion for sale for 2.2 million, 2.25 million quid, a 12-bedroom Victorian manor. And what happened there is called Arisag House. The entire property in Invernessshire, it used to be sealed off and made into a forbidden zone because assassins were trained there for missions in Europe. So I could fully see Freddie at this property. It's a guerrilla army base called Arisag House in Invernessshire. And it's where they sent soldiers to train them for combat and to be assassins. That's fucking sweet. Come back up the road, Freddie. Get yourself a new gaff. We've got you an assassin. (laughs) 
Um, and the royal family are on one as well because they've got like a nice scenic walk that they like to take at Loch Muick or Loch Muck or something. I don't know how you pronounce it. Sorry. Um, oh. And the the shores of that are getting and they're annoyed by it because people other like you know common folk like to go there to go walking or camping and stuff like that, and they don't like the traffic. So they are they've got you know pulled their connections is what I'm guessing because the the head of visitor services for the Cairngorms National Park is is called for it to be closed and stuff like that because the royals don't like it get the scum out of our way we want to have a scenic walk can i tell you something that i know because i did a story a couple weeks ago about it yeah it's pronounced mick Lock mick because lock mick because that's what the queen named one of her dogs oh i the dog i remember saying about the dog the dog's called mick and that's how it's pronounced right message as the mariner's home is also technically for sale the only problem is, is if you were able to pay the forty odd million for it, it's the it's the eighty odd million you'd probably need to spend to turn it into a house. Um, but that's also another lovely property available in the leafy suburb that is the west end of Clinock. See, honestly, I've always said though, if I was like a multi millionaire, I would buy the Mariners because I think it's absolutely beautiful. And like I was saying, how I'd like to have like we could we're talking about it the week how we'd like to like turn it into like a facility where like homeless people could come and stay for free we could make like a wee like cafe bit where we could make just big pots of soup and make free food and that for them we could put on wee like bingo and stuff for old ladies like make a little wee community hub and stuff and let everybody enjoy it because see even if you want to go to mariners like they charge people to go to their wedding photos there and i think it's like 50 pound or something like that like it's ridiculous i would make it just open so everything you know could come we could make wee pots of soup and that and just hang out and like just help people with a ton of space like homeless people could stay there rather than like being outside and stuff we could do loads of stuff can i be a good realist here yeah it's going to be in fire in less than a year. I've got nothing to do with that, so it can't come back to it. And yeah. there's going to be flats on it. That's, That's what will happen. It'll, it'll have an electricity fire, not started by whoever tried to sell it, not getting any money. Then fucking a couple of wimpies yeah. will be flung right on it. Allegedly. 2.2 million, I just give me 20 fucking year. <laughs> and fuck living in Inverness. Beautiful place, but fuck me, man. Couldn't hang about with them fucking. I don't know, even know what they are. I guess the kind of sheep shag is we Highland Freaks. people. <laughs> That's more the Aberdeen folk, man. Would you move to Greenock instead? They buy mariners, move to Greenock, you can hang out with us, you can be live on Mouth of the Clyde. Would you use the term Chukta for up there, or is that Aberdeen? I don't know, it's fucking weirdos anyway. Oh my goodness, I was the absolute same, although your reasons for doing it much better than mine. So remember when the 180 million was kicking about for the and the boy Phil Args won it? I said to my mum and that, if I win it, I'm going to buy the Mariners home. I wouldn't kick everybody out, I would have just stopped admission. And I wouldn't yep. be too worried about the people at the back, they'd just be your neighbours, right? But then see, once the last Mariner sadly passed away, then I would start the renovation work to turn it into my house. That was the big grand plan. However, sadly, I never won the, the 180 million on the Euro millions, but that was the plan. And I tell you what, those poor folk at the back would not be worrying now about their, their residential status had I won the Euro millions and bought the Mariners from all those years ago. Here, Fred, I mean, you can pull our resources, just like 90 million each or something like that, and um, we'll get it bought and done up, buy it between us, do some good good work with it. Side each. Ah, uh, side each. <clears throat> Probably a stingy bastard though, like, I, I give my money away, actually, but for myself, I don't spend it, if I had that sort of money, I'd probably live in a fucking three-bedroom house with a Toyota Yaris on the front of it. <laughs> 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 don't like being too flashy, don't, don't bring the fucking attention to you. 
Tears, jo. Nå, det er deres. Fucking hjertestå. Speaking of money, there's a, you know, Ruth Davidson, fucking about to join the House of Lords herself, talking about her last week in Hollywood and all that sort of stuff. Um, and she said, she's talking about how the £50 note has had a facelift and made some joke about not that many people have ever had one or something like that. Like, what a cunt. But apparently Alan Turing is now on the Bank of England new £50 note. So let's all go get £50 notes out and show Ruth Davidson that we're all scum. We can all afford 50 quid. Do you know how working yeah. for a, a famous retail store, if anything over a £20 note comes, because we're not smart enough to, to know what a £50 note looks, we have to call a manager to come See if you guys it. can hear at the back room, by the way, there's a fucking noise up above me because the people up there are moving out this week. They've always been loud, noisy bastards, but they're fucking stepping up to Alvin this week before they move out. Can you hear that? I can hear that. Noisy, Just, noisy bastards. Hoovering and fucking shagging. That's the two things they do, and it pisses they me hoover, off. They hoover at like two and three in the morning, and they hoover like five times a day. Like, all the fucking... What are they doing that is required to hoover that often? What is going on up there? And like, see when they have sex, she is the loudest comer I've heard in my life. If and she's, she's definitely faking it because she's screaming and screaming and screaming. I was like, that's no... If I was him, I wouldn't believe it. Uh, a bit of overplaying. Like, I, I know I'm a cocksmith, but that's... That's too much. Hold on, um, I the Alex Samuel's new party, by the way, just launched, just started, and already, like we've talked about this a wee bit, but four thousand people's details they had signed up to like, attend the, the party event were visible to the public, and the Herald sort of made it known to them. So what was happening was that the Herald highlighted the floor at the Alabama party yesterday. Four thousand three hundred twenty-five people's names were publicly visible on the site due to the way in which it registered attendees. Anyone who registered with a recruited ID which allows them to share links to the event with others they think may like to attend. Um, the IDs are assigned in a sequential order and simply changing this number on any link to an online event provides the name of the person who has signed up with the name corresponds with the ID. The name is listed as a referrer on the page um, and so you can see that and then as well as that there's apparently a whole bunch of like SMP bigwigs that were on the list that have, have signed up for this thing and showed interest in it so that was there's a drum mistake. I email addresses and names, and the, the Herald's got them all, and they say this mistake could cost a new party up to 17 million quid, because people are going to go fucking nuts about that. Why don't we just go on and send every single one of them, like, why don't you listen to Mouse of the Clyde? Why Come join Mouse of the Clyde, we won't leak your details. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to say before I go into another one? Alright, would you like me to talk about Beyonce? A 1.6 million coin. How much fucking furlough money the, the top the old firm. I don't care, just pick one and go on with it. Stop giving me the fucking headlines. Go on with it. I want to talk about Beyonce then. Out of all of that. Beyonce got her stories, two stories units smashed up and she lost around 725,000 worth of designer costumes, handbags and now we're going to be watching the internet to see who will be selling all this. The LAPD are out looking for it, and Beyonce is very upset. Poor Queen Bee. Yeah, Queen Bee. Raging. She should get that app and it will look like she's wearing designer shoes still. Yeah. So the other one that I wanted to talk about also was the advoc- advocation. Can you say that word for me? Because I'm not very good at it. Advocation? Ad- ad- yeah. So a rare coin of the coronation of King Edward, who never fucking took the throne, pretty much, 
Oh, the prototype is a coin sold for 1.6 million over the week. There were only a couple that was made to show as a sample, which was a five pound coin for him taking office, and it he never took office, so they just get scrapped, and this five pound coin gets sold on auction over the week. Someone in Texas has bought it, and they have a fucking expensive coin. They don't lost it. Can I just say as well, you've just got a slagging in via message there from Andrew from Invercap saying welcome to Mouth of the Clyde where we talk about Beyonce. Yeah, we do talk about Beyonce. I like Queen B. Um, see the story I was telling you about about that the the green cell thing that David Cameron was embroiled in. There's a, a very small, tiny two inches column about this one. Britain's third biggest steel company has asked for a 170 million emergency bailout from the UK government. Liberty Steel, which employs 3,000 people at 12 plants across the UK, including Scotland, remains on the brink of collapse after its main financial banker, Greenshill, went in administration. That's also owned by that Les Greenshill, who had unlimited privileges and access to the Treasury from David Cameron. Um, Labour shadow Chancellor Annalise Dodds said, huge numbers of jobs hang in the balance. It's important that the government does engage with this, but it's also important that any public money is focused on protecting jobs and our industrial capacity. So bear that in mind where your tax-paying money is going. Um, and I've got a list here of the 10 most searched celebrities in Scotland, if you're interested. Yeah, go for that. Number one, Queen Nicky. 280,667 um, searches. Well, over the last couple of weeks, you'd want to know what was going on, so I can see that. Sean Connery, 58,875. Did he not die last year? Uh, or he died this year, so I can see that too. Well, I'm trying to work out why they would be searched. Well, you know what I mean? Uh, Neil Lennon is number three, 50,967. He's a football man, isn't he? Yeah, he's ex-Celtic manager. People were just checking if he's been bagged yet. All right. Janie Godley, 46,983. Just because people like Janie. She makes funny yeah. videos. Um, David Tennant, 24,592. I do like David Tennant. And there's a number of breakout Scots whose numbers are going up for the search. Number one is Nathan Evans. His searches have went up 40,233%. Who is Nathan Evans? I don't know. I have no idea. I will Google if you keep talking. Um, the second one is Linda Bald is up 10,900%. Jason Leach up 7,018%. Gregor Townsend up 1,578%. And Kate Forbes up 710%. So I just saw based on the stories that have been this year, people have been... Who done Merity and stuff like that? Nathan Evans is the sea shanty man. Oh, the posty! Aye. Aye, I like him. So, we've uh, got a comment. comment we've got. Go. Neil Lennon, wee fucking popcorn teeth, ginger bastard prick. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, the, these people are called Twitchers that watch birds and stuff. They're competing to win five grand, trying to find an exotic bird that we thought was extinct. New Zealand South Island Kokato, which has long legs and bright white orange wattle, is widely thought to be extinct. But Twitchers are so keen to prove that it's still around. They've launched a campaign um, with a five grand prize. It says, it says uh, wanted, preferably still alive, not dead. So if you see a wee birdie that's um, long legs and bright orange, you could win five grand. Keep an eye out. I would paint a pigeon stick sticks to its legs and take four. Fucking hell. 
Oh, I, this is a, a public a public health service announcement we've got here. There's thieves apparently going around Scotland. They're sending text messages. They're sending emails out with links to a form. They're phoning you saying they're testing trace and like stuff like that, saying that you've been exposed to COVID or that you need to pay for this test or you need to pay for this thing or this thing, whatever. It's scams. Make sure like, if anyone contacts you about COVID-related stuff, they can come to your house. They can go through the testing trace app that's been hacked, apparently. Um, they can send you letters out in the post. They can text you. Like they can approach you in shopping centres. So just watch out of these bastards. And there's a story here about this wee old man. His name's Michael Russell. He was a teacher. He's retired. He's from Glasgow. Um, he said he'd been tortured by guilt after scammers um made him transfer money from his bank account, sixty thousand pounds over the course of three days because he had reported a fault in his broadband router to his internet provider. He thought he was dealing with Virgin Media staff, but it was actually scammers. He said his ordeal was a nightmare. It was all I could think about from morning to night for about three months. I felt like a zombie. The money had been inherited and I felt like it was the family's money, not mine, and that I'd let everyone down. I've never I've never considered myself to be gullible, but these crooks were so convincing, I fell for it. It has been an ongoing nightmare dealing with three different banks, the police and the ombudsman. The banks have only given me a portion of the money back as they said I approved most of the payments myself. That's an absolute sin. So keep an eye right. out for scumbag, dirty, low-life bastards. What happens when you get a scammer on the phone? How do you deal with it? Do you I keep like, them on? I, I keep them on. I like if they phone me and say, oh, I heard you've been involved in a car accident. I say, oh, have you? Oh, I'm so glad you heard about that because I really want to talk about it and nobody ever wants to listen. So what happened is um, my two legs fell off and then my dog was in the car and the dog's legs were fine, um, but the, the the dog's body was crushed. And so what they did was took the dog's legs off and put them on me. But now I've discovered I get fleas after the dog. So I've been getting treatment for this, but it's actually going to cost me about £600,000. So I wanted to make an insurance claim. So I'm glad he's a phoned and they just hang up before I get into the, the sentence. Sometimes I act I'm in, like I'm in the car and I've I crashed while on the phone. I guess it's amazing you've just heard I've only just crashed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I hang about the Royals, unfortunately. Camilla, the Duchess of Rossi, she's known she's up here. She was the chan. She is, she is the Chancellor of Aberdeen University. Apparently, she's been that since 2013. But a poll of students up at Aberdeen Uni um, have found that more than 70 percent of those polled believe she should be removed from the role. Just 26% wanted her to remain. It was run by the Gaudi, I think it is, the student paper, whose news editor, Anthony Numanen, said it is a topical issue and like the questionable comments said they've been made by a senior member of the royal family raised during the Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah about the colour of the cell skin. Allegedly, allegedly, etc, etc. So the people want is to that, let go. Is that the same as, is that what Jon Snow, King of the North, was for Sterling? Ah, yeah, that's the same thing, that sort of patron sort of thing. Do you know who it was for, I think it was Strathclyde? I'm sure it was fucking Ross Kemp. Bryce's unit had some weird ones. I can't remember who it was. Who was it at Cali, Bryce? Send a message in. Um, and and that... fucking Trump as well. Since he's been banned off Twitter for the whole like, Capital Riots thing and stuff like that, he's now talking about creating his own social media website and there's like so he can tweet and put his views out and all that sort of stuff. Um, and they're putting their money on that it's going to be called Trumpeter, which is ridiculous. And also in crazy American news, people have to be persuaded to go get their vaccine because they can't be arsed. So Krispy Kreme Donuts, or Krispy Kreme, however you decide to pronounce it, are offering free donuts to all customers who bring in a valid COVID-19 vaccination card. See, i seen that a couple of days ago, but someone fucked about with it. It says that if you've got your vaccination thing, they're going to let you go through the glazing thing. <laughs> they're going to let you lie down and get glazed. <laughs> open I, thought it was... <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I've got a comment here, I'm going to class Brownie. I'm sure Billy Conley was Cali. I'm sure. When I was there anyway, I think. 
No doubting myself, I'm sure it was Billy Connolly. What did you do, Callie Frizzle? And by the way, Frizzle's here as one of our special guests today because I put a call on Mouse of the Clyde and Instagram asking for somebody to come on and explain the rugby to us because, as usual, our newspapers were bought, have had inserts of sports and stuff and there's Scottish rugby players on the front of it. We tried to get Bryce to read it and explain it to us, but he doesn't know either. So um, Frizzle has agreed to come along and explain rugby to us because he is a player and fan of the sport, so he can tell us what the situation is. I've only drunk in the Wanderers, so it's better to have someone that's actually done something. We're lucky to have Frizzle. Right, so if you want to explain... For manly inside knowledge. Also, when he was talking about Nicholson's, I'm just interested in this as a smoker because people are stuck out... I think Frizzle, like, is the manager there or owns it or something like that. Right. It's something like that. So... Frizzle, what's the situation? Are you the manager or the owner or something? Can we get free drinks after you? What's the the score? uh, Are you allowed to smoke what I would refer to as a smoking area or do you got to go outside that? Oh, and Frizzle, we've got... We've got our giveaway this week and we're doing this and we'll say boxing. Can we buy a, bo- a bag of your coffee go in this box thing? How do we and do that? How, how did we, how did, because you bought it last time, I don't know how you done it. I just did it online. I don't know if he's got stock, but because he said the last time he spoke to us, he stopped with him. But we need to get a hangout at coffee this week. I forgot about that. Uh, we can anyway, let's listen to our messages. Let's maybe we're rugby. So um, I did my honours degree in risk management at Cal University. There you go. Just you let me know when you want to know about the rugby. Me and my partner, my business partner Simon, own Nicholson's, yes. We've got right. a man on the inside. We could pay for a single and get a double and be like, oh, we're frizzled, mate. So we just pay for <laughs> 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 Right, see, risk management. I want to know if honours are the exam, you go into a room and they're like, wires are about, and you're like, that's not meant to be here. That's a risk. I'm fired. No, it's something more complicated than that. Sure, we have to do like risk management things if we go filming. Right. the most boring things I Frizzle tell us about the rugby so what I've got is Clark ready to take a punt on Chi Che Scotland boss Steve Clark is weighing up whether to take a World Cup punt on Che Adams tonight Chi Adams having given the former England under 20 strike his debut subs bench I don't know what these words mean Scotland's qualification rivals will have 5,000 of their fans at the Tel Aviv tie thanks to a loosening of Covid regulations in the country and there's a man with like big thick muscly legs and um a rampant line on his jumper. Aye, but I don't know otherwise what there's going on. Aye, and how's Gavin Hastings doing? I don't know what that means. Frizzle! <laughs> You're mistaking risk management for for health, occupational health and safety management. And yeah, no, my degree was all, we did a couple of modules on safety. Um, and my first job, arguably, once I finished, you knew it was in safety, but it was all to do with, like, it was a business degree, so it was all to do with the risks of managing a business, so insurance, finance, operations, you name it, it's all that. Who is this? I must destroy communism, this person's username, what is this? Come on boys, Celtic or Rangers? We've talked on this before, we, like, I don't know anything about football, so I kind of can do on either side of this. I've discovered recently that I'm going to support a team called Ross County, or Ross Country, what's it called, Brownie? You're muted. Ross County? I, I, I support Ross County. Um, I don't remember why, but I like them. And then I like the one that sings Sunshine on Lease because I like that song and I want to go to one of the matches so I can sing the song. But I don't know anything about football. Was it not the Tony Macaroni Arena also? That I, that's something? why it's called, I, it's called the Tony Macaroni Arena. So that's why I support them because I like the mozzarella sticks and Tony Macaroni and they've got a good pasta. <laughs> I, so I, I like Ross Country. Country. Sure Livingston. I'm not sure, I can't even remember. Oh, I don't know, I wasn't listening to Bracey, but I like, 
I think just Ross County sounds nice, and so I've decided to support them and the Sunshine on Lease people. Also, like when you said about risk management, would he come into business with us to make bunk bath? No, Frizzle doesn't want him. Frizzle's a proper businessman. He's got successful yeah. businesses. He's doing like bars and coffee and all that stuff. He's a professional. He's not going to make you a see-through bath that the person underneath can see your bollocks. And no, because it's got a seat like, that pulls over. Imagine me having my relaxing Sunday bath, lying there reading my book. I just tilt my head back, relax, look up, and your squished bollocks are on the bath above me. Why because would you like got... bunk baths? Because it would have that kind of tilted glass where I would hit a button and then you would be able to see down. And I'd be like, hello, because... Let's see, it might be taking an investment. Maybe Freddie will invest in it. He's a businessman as well. You've got to support Rangers, man. There's only one team in Scotland, and that is the famous. They tried to kill us. We're fucking back. Anyone else is just a fucking waste of time. Fuck them all. Does K-Man support Celtic and you support Rangers, Freddie? Is that where the beef started? What's the situation? Right, so the rugby. Aye, rugby. Um, Scotland have just finished fourth um, in the Six Nations um, rugby competition, despite the fact they probably should have won it. Um, but what happened the other night was they beat France and Paris, which was massive in the, in the third or fourth minute of extra time. Uh, now yeah, we did have a series of good results. We beat England up, we beat England at Twickenham and stuff like that. But we we, we lost some stupid matches as well against Ireland and Wales. So basically, we're in a common situation again where everyone's going bananas and excited that we finished fourth. It's just ridiculous. So now the players did well, um, and but beating France on Friday night was was a big big deal, and it's a step in the right direction. Gavin Hastings is retired. His son Adam plays for the Scotland national side and he's just signed for English club Bath from Glasgow Warriors and uh, that's your Rugby Roundup folks Thank you Frizzle for Rugby Roundup A disclaimer had they scored a fourth try on Friday night they would have finished second because they would have got a try scoring bonus point so yeah they did well Thank you so much Frizzle we don't understand sports but we appreciate you updating us on the rugby Thank you I think Freddie's going to say something new about Celtic or Rangers here we go no, my problem with K-Man is that he's oh. a fucking Chelsea fan from Glasgow, mate. That's disgusting. I don't know where the fuck that came from. He's a little arsehole. I know he moisturises his face and stuff like that. He <laughs> fucking trims his eyebrows. He's a proper fucking ponce. He's probably from the West End. Proper cunt, mate. Uh, I'm Rangers through and through. I haven't got another team. It's just Rangers. Travel fucking near and far. It's fucking life. That's loyalty. My, my papa, or my, my birth father, he is a Rangers through and through, and he is also into Chelsea. I don't know where that comes from, but he's got, he has that fucking flag kicking about with both badges and stuff. Your dad's got like a baby grand piano, didn't he, with the Rangers thing oh, on Oh, yeah, it. That, that will be mine when that man passes from this mortal coil. I will have a baby grand. You can get a Freddie. Freddie might like that. Hi, Freddie. If you want a baby grand with the Rangers badge on it, when my dad fucking passes. And he's got like a blue suite or something because when you drive by his house you can see that. Like his house is all like Rangers blue. We could give you that to Freddie. He would like it. Oh, you don't want it. Aye, I'm, I don't want it. As you can tell, Freddie, I am. My mother had a cesarean section and was fucking out, and my dad ran out and named me after King Billy. So. As you do. As you do. So my dad is a through and through hardcore proddy Rangers support ambassador. So, 
if you want any of that stuff, I'll ship it down to you. I've all he's also offered me season tickets if you want to see. Freddie said something to him. Anything Rangers, I'll have. Fuck right. you, send yes. it to me. I'll send. I'll send you something back. Uh, honestly, anything Rangers, I'll have. You've got it, Freddie. Once Will's donor daddy dies, you can go to the Rangers gear. Because I, I don't want that. Like the idea of having a baby grand's kind of cool, but a royal blue. But hang on, if he wants these like football taps and stuff, like your donor daddy's about four foot nothing. It might not fit Freddie. I've got I'm a feeling Freddie's like a big, tall, like, strapping, handsome lad, so probably not fit him. I'm fucking six inches taller than my dad, and I'm only five foot. Five foot okay. six. He's a so, tiny man with massive ears. That's, I got his ears, but I'm a giant in that family. Yeah, like, yeah. Right, fucking... Listen, we're going to the um, bounds because I've got cabbage on, and we've been on for almost two hours now. We're actually 13 minutes off. Do you want to hit the two hours and do the 13 minutes and roll round it, or do you want to leave it I early? Will, what we're going to talk about, these what I talked about in the last 13 minutes, we can do our first two hour podcast. What do you, we just want to uh, talk about Freddie. Let's let's question and answer here. Wait, let's let's have a. I do question and answers. I have. I do something. How about everyone? How are you doing? Are you excited about with the clocks changing and all that business? See, what are you having for your tea? Is Andy having a like a Sunday roast? Thing? I'm making us cabbage and a corn roast and totties and cauliflower cheese. And some stuffing and some gravy. And I was going to make his carrots, but I thought I was enough vegetables. But I like to have like three or four vegetables. I kind of wish I bought carrots, but I have the cauliflower. I think I'll be fine. But I'm looking forward to the cabbage, which is going to tear through you like a demon, William. I know. It's, I've not ate dairy in the whole week, and it's going to destroy me. But it's worth it. It's fucking you can just not have it. You're not even keen on the corn roast either. You don't really like that. No, I, I eat the cabbage. The cabbage is brilliant. It's just glorified butter. See, my favourite thing this week has been making the ratatouille, like a spicy ratatouille. It's been so tasty. I just love it. I, my pro, what I, no, well, we don't use those terms. No, I've been enjoying dipping bread into it, and usually what happens is, is I make the mistake of using all the sauce on bread. Mm-hmm. Then I get to the ratatouille, so I might have to double my sauce take. It's the same, the same with my soup. Because now that I've like finally mastered like a really good spaghetti sauce, and it's thanks to the people at Tonino's that taught me how to do it. But how good is that sauce, though? It's perfect, isn't it? Yeah. So is that from like from our thing we did before, like when you did no, the interview so, with him? So the Tonino guy gave me the recipe for his bread and for his pizza dough. So I know how to make the bread that you have at a starter when you're there, or how to make a pizza dough. He told me how to do that, and I've got that written down in his handwriting and stuff. So I was going to get it away as a prize. Cause I thought it'd be kind of fun. We might put it in a wee box thing that he gave me. He's committed to know in bread and pizza though. But it was the lady that worked there that left because I think she was going on maternity leave or she had like kids to take care of or something like that. But it was a lady and I follow her on Instagram anyway, but I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, I've forgotten something. I apologise to her. But she shares a lot of recipes on her Instagram. If I find it again, I'll, I'll tag her and so you can see. But she makes a lot of like authentic Italian dishes and like really good and simple and wait like ingredients you can get here locally and stuff like that, so it's easier. Um, but that's where I got that Pomodoro recipe from and it's like spot on. It's so good. But can I ask one question? The ingredients is key on that, like a good Italian tin of tomatoes is far Aye, it's better than be, the... like I think it's called like San Martino or something. It's got to be mm. the authentic tomatoes. It can't just be like Tesco's own like tin tomatoes. It's got to be the proper ones. I'm I'm currently making my lunch. Uh, having having slept the longest thing I've slept since I was a, 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 a teenager. So I'm currently making poached salmon with couscous. 
um, because this muffin top will not shred itself ahead of summertime. Uh, and I've got a, a whole wardrobe that doesn't fit me currently, so that's where I'm at. No Sunday roast till October. That's very posh, isn't it? We, we salmon and couscous. Frizzle must be quite posh. He always puts on his Instagram that he's out runs and stuff and plays golf and he talks about his bit of rugby and stuff. He plays that. I think Frizzle's quite a posh person. Maybe too boy. good for us. Uh, the only time I've ever really eaten salmon, remember when they made fancy salmon fish fingers a couple of years ago? Oh my god. And I stuck them on a piece with tomato sauce and it didn't work right. It just, it just didn't work. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Fish no, finger sandwich is fantastic. I've only ever had salmon when it was like the sort of raw, like smoked salmon, like slivers of it on like a wee bellini thing and I did not like yeah. it. So I've not even had like cooked salmon, like poached salmon because it just. I've got in my mind what that taste was like. And now I don't eat meat anyway, so I'm never going to have salmon. Uh, the only time at weddings, like if it's going for a year, I'll take salmon. Aye, it's it. always going to a wedding now. No, 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 not not posh. Just, just um, delusions of grandeur well above my station. Um, <laughs> and, and sort of, yeah, that's it, really. Uh, not posh. Rough, rough, rough and ready. A pretender. Mutton dressed as lamb. <laughs> What'd you get from the chippy, Anne? Frizzle doesn't really chip chip chip. He's a healthy person, he's eating healthy yeah. things. Well, he Imagine if you see, like, Frizzle went on a super long run this week with his friends and stuff like that, and I said to Bryce, I showed him a picture on Instagram, and I was like, in the whole time I've known you, I have never, ever seen you be like, oh, I, I, I'm just away out, and me and my pal are going to go for a run and whatever, like a couple of miles, just get a run. Literally never. And I've never seen you do it either. I have with my sister, but the problem was, was I would run, then I would stop for a smoke, then I would... <laughs> <laughs> Not ideal. I I used to go with my bike and smoke and look like a terrible train. I'd be like, yeah, keep it healthy. <laughs> See how we were talking about what's hot and stuff just now, and the hot thing was the the guy playing Kevin for the office that he's the number one in cameo. I think mm. we should do that. We should get some cameos and like let like some listeners win it, and we could get them and get a celebrity like shout out thing. Like, who could we get? If we got he's a cameo, what's what like sort of. C or D list celebrity would just like to speak to you and we can get you the cameo as a gift. Uh, we're, we're not paying for Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s like 500 bucks. Like, oh no, we're going for like 50 pound yeah. and below. Like, don't go overexcited. So, uh, alas, uh, I, 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 it has been a good eight weeks of the exercising, as you said, from the running and such like. So, last night I treated myself to my beloved friend Jamuka's chippy, which is the Kip Chippy oh. number kit. Oh, yeah. I got a mar- 10 inch margarita pizza. I got a single steak pie with gravy and I got fritters and curry sauce and I just ate half of it all and the other oh. half sadly went to the big green bin down at the front door. Um, but no, it was it was a delight. But if I was going to the chippy, when I get chippy food, I always feel bogging after it. So if I was going to a chippy, I'd always get, to be honest, a pasta or a pizza. Told you, posh. See if you want a, a sneak peek, by the way, for listeners just now. We done an interview with Stuart McMillan, MSP, this week, which is a usual mouth of the Clyde Ridiculous production that we asked him daft questions, like, has he ever seen Catman and stuff? And um, we asked him what his favourite takeaway in Inverclyde was to get, and he likes to go to the Inverchippy, the Kip uh, Chippy place, and get the Quattro Formaggi and a large chips. So your local MSP is the same taste as your frizzle, gets the same sort of stuff. Uh, I'm a, I like to get fritters, stick them on a roll with grated cheese, like a Ah, you a do like that. cheeseburger. That's a that's a go. I'm sure the John Luca fellows one of Ryan's friends. I'm sure like those Italian boys, like my cousin was like my cousin Jordan, who's probably nosy Jordan Morrison or my brother Ryan Morrison. 
We're friends with John Luca and those because his they owned the what was that chip was down there the one that's under the bridge in Glasgow. You know the one I'm Blue talking Lagoon? about. I they owned the Blue Lagoon. Ryan Ryan was into that for a while. Enjoys chippies. Yeah, Blue Lagoon's got a few ones. Is it not? What's your favourite chippy? Like ever? Oh, I like that one over there. Like the the one at the bus stop. Like no, they're way too vinegary. They put so much vinegar on it. Them, I don't like it. And the chips are always like a weird color. I don't think they change their oil. All right, saucy shoes up the port was always a favorite. But they make I used to always wear about my swimming lessons. I loved that. Uh, it. it was delicious. But they make you pay if you want a plastic container. Like they'll still do it in a paper. But if you get like a a pizza supper, like that's half your that's your your bar yeah. taken away with your page three. I used to like. Um, was the quote one the one at the health centre? I can't remember the name because I used to like getting chips and bolognese. It was lovely. Luigi's or Luggies. That's my nice. Their chips and bolognese is delicious. That's probably one of the things I miss. Like, I miss prawns being a veggie and probably that chips and bolognese out there. It was my favourite thing. Do you know they catered a friend of mine's wedding? Did they really? Yes. That's excellent. But Ember Chip Chippy is fucking amazing though. Like, theirs is so good. That was like, one of the main reasons I dated Bryce. I was like a boyfriend camp, <laughs> like that chip is really good. If I'm doing there, I'll get food from there. That's that's a good call. I yeah. once dated a girl because she worked in a Chinese and I would just got the phone up and they would charge her to get me <laughs> And Shelby started doing it too. Just phoning we'll, me my name. We'll get comments here. So I would be a person who'd always yeah. say that uh Breakfast is the first meal of the day, even if you have it at six o'clock in the evening. And, and there's a lot of arguments about that. What do you have, have you any opinions on that? Is it brunch because it's between 11 and 3? Um, you know, or whatever the brunch time is. I guess that would be before 3, 3, probably lunch. I'm about to have my breakfast uh, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But uh, I would happily have it for brunch. I'm going to have um, a banana, oat, uh, honey, cacao powder, and milk smoothie. That's what I have for breakfast That's every day. That's fancy. That's about a pint. So it's a lot of liquid, but it's very, very nice. Also, by the way, Ashley, where are you from? That's really fancy. I love banana something, something, like smoothie. Like with taco, which is a dark chocolate. So that's... Yeah. Where do you so, think we're from as well? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're both from Greenock. Well, I mean, everybody said it's near Glasgow, but it's not really. It's about 40 minutes from Glasgow, but... It's a wee town in, in Scotland. So the, the thing with that, with, that's, that is a breakfast, a brunch is... Uh, you can have breakfast at any time of day. Like at any time, I'm up for having a bowl of cereal or a bagel or something. Like it doesn't matter what time you eat it. It's, you can have it whenever. Totty scones. I think, I'm not trying to be silly, brunch was just a nice name for the for the title. Yeah. Totty totty scone or not yeah. a totty scone. We've got four comments here, actually. <laughs> One of the health centres, Luigi's. So good. In case that was unclear, it was my limited attempt at Gaelic because it's been a very, very long time since I lived in That's Scotland. That's clever. But once originally know. from there when I used to have an accent, uh, the last time I was in Scotland, uh, well, it's not the last time, but I went back to my hometown, which is right up north, and uh, having a few drinks, listening to the locals, my accent started to creep back in a little bit. And after about half an hour, the bartender leaned over and said, if you don't quit it with that feet fucking accent, we're going to take you outside and deck you. <laughs> um, and I was like, but I was born 
three miles from here. No, I didn't say that. I just sort of shut up and try to speak in my posh English accent. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon, sir. Quite. I'd like a pint of beer, please. I'll stop now. Pint of your finest beer, old chap. Breakfast yep. is whenever I fucking wake up. I uh, fucking bowl a Weetabix while I'm having a jobby. Freddy! Two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> fucking Freddy jobbies. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever eaten in the toilet before. That's not, not something I've done. I've eaten in the bath. Aye. That's, that's a lie. For I worked in Mimtech, that's where you, you sat. You had an individual toilet that you would sit in, take a shite, have a smoke, and eat your sandwiches away from anyone else. You smoke in the toilet? It was Mimtech. It was... It was you never heard about the Marrakesh Express with Mimtech? That you no. Would get, it was like an old coach that would go around, you know, picking up everyone that was going to Mimtech, but there were a curtain on it. If you went behind the curtain, everyone was smoking weed on it. Oh. And the whole bus was just stinking. And there were one time that it pulled up at the Guruk Polo Station and, like, everyone jumped to the back and ran away. No one turned <gasps> up to their shift. Oh was, my god! Those were the days. I remember, I remember coughing in the toilets when I was having in, in there, and someone offered me a can of Iron Brew under the toilet door. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all right. Then they would like people would pass you joints, and like, if you were in there, they would just pass. We want it, and I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> they were grim. These were like I was like eighteen, and did my shift in Mimtech, or bad. Right, on that note, we've done more tours now, so I'm going to bounce. I've got a Sunday dinner to make. All right, it's good talking to you all. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so I think I got the answer to my question. You guys are from the Mm -hmm. south of Scotland, near Glasgow. Uh, And it's funny, you're talking even now about uh, having a smoking section on a bus. It always used to love that old joke that having having a smoking section in a restaurant, or a bus for that matter, is like having a pissing section in a swimming pool. 100%. Because I, yeah. I, I've never experienced the, the smoking on a plane thing, and I wish you could, because like, sometimes when I've been on a flight, like I've been like absolutely dying for a smoke. I just, ugh, I can't handle it, but I know it's horrible, I know it's gross for everybody else, but it's rough on smokers, because you can't smoke in the fucking airport. You're in there for like three hours, and like there's hardly any places that have got wee smoking areas and stuff like that. It's fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. You're pure gasping because you go to the airport at the other end. Yeah, I've, I remember those days. I think we've talked about it before can smoke in a plane then a fucking air hostess would take you into the pilot and you'd sit on his knee when he's flying I, I've done that I can't do that shit anymore those were the days right I realise you guys are on your way out so thank you very much for having the show it's been fun listening to you um, hopefully I'll catch you again some other time but uh, no you really do not miss the smoky planes you do not miss the <laughs> your eyes bleed and as a non-smoker thank god it's over <laughs> thanks for coming on Robert we'll be back on um, Wednesday and they were midweek news thanks everybody for coming for Frizzle for helping us with our sport and for Robert for joining us and Freddie as always it's been a pleasure to have you well, mostly honest man, uh, a couple of Fridays ago, um, uh, me and my close personal friend and, and colleague Blair Kelly had a golfing duel um, with a, another pair of people at the Green Golf Course before work, um, so I sadly missed breakfast, so for breakfast and lunch I treated myself to a Jacques Snacks um, by Ooh, the yeah. marina, um, and, and for breakfast essentially that day I had uh, Korean pork gyozas with lovely, lovely spicy Korean sauce. And then I had a, a, I had a Balinese pork 
Satay burger for lunch So I very much agree with you Yes, that normally the first meal of the day Would be regarded as breakfast However, at 15.20 I'm not saying boat salmon and couscous is breakfast Okay, that's, 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 that's how the, the land lies for me What's going on in Frizzle's house? It sounds like he lives in a building site He's like mixing cement or something don't ask. We see Jack Snacks. Don't Jack Snacks is the fucking best. Like it's so good. I used to love that New Orleans chicken burger from there. Yeah, like, everything like, was like coleslaw and everything. So uh, good. That was good. He was quite grumpy, but it was always fucking excellent food. Uh, he's a great chef. He's such a talent. That guy's so creative and stuff. Like the, the fucking excellent. I'm gonna have him. The way smoking has become banned in public places mm. is, um, it's a real. Real hypocritical concept because why don't they just ban smoking? Why don't they just ban tobacco? Oh right, sorry, yeah, they want those tax dollars. They want that 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 money. They want the coin. All right, so no, don't don't ban smoking. Don't stop don't stop the tobacco industries making shitloads of money and and stuff like that. So it's like hmm, a bit like climate change and petrol, you know. Oh yeah, I really want to save the world and everything. Right, I'm just going to go to the supermarket and burn some fossil fuels you know it's crazy it's crazy the whole world's crazy i would die without smoking though i'm so addicted to it and it's terrible so the only place in the world i would say you should be allowed to smoke is the glasgow barra lands because now like when well, not new. They've, they've fucking changed the barras now so it's like a hippie fest bullshit barras isn't even good you can't no, get the fucking knockoff playstation games you can't get five pairs of socks for a pound the barras now is shit I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the venue, as in like going like to the concerts in it. Aye, the Barra Lands. Like, that was just a wall of smoke. Now it just smells a like bo. Like fuck Aye. that. Aye, been a pleasure. Till the next time. I mean, you're starting to build up quite a quite an audience for me for the Clyde. So we're respectable people, and then there's myself. So we'll keep it on that level. <laughs> Have a good Sunday. Thank we you, Freddie. I hope you too. You're still here. You're still playing our messages. Thank you very much. I've dropped you both a follow. If you fancy doing a random show, uh, I'm out every day uh, with the dogs. And I generally just do a live, just go talk to random people. But I'd love to talk to someone who actually talks back. When you do the go live thing, you go through a lot of people who are just like, nope, nope, talking. You say, hello, they've gone. Hello, they've gone. Um, If you don't mind me occasionally talking to a dog, that's fine. I'm now going to have a joint because I live in Amsterdam and that's really easy to do and I'm going to enjoy my smoothie it is delicious Ashley bananas just make everything better have a good one Robert, enjoy that we're jealous just on the Barrowlands by the way, fuck me man that place is gone it's a piece of the past I remember going down there with my granddad buying so much fucking hockey gear and now it's just fuck it, it's not there it doesn't exist, that type of life's gone too commercialised Glasgow now it's changed Ain't got that real edge of anymore. Uh, yeah. Right. We'll bounce off then. Thanks for coming, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. We'll maybe jump on to speak to Robert randomly at one point when he's getting high and walking the dog. I wonder what kind of dog. We'll oh, find it later. Thanks so much, guys. We'll, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.